All right, welcome to the Casey Catch-Out. We've got Julian Bradley, a Coach Casey Club alumni, um, but also a, a good um, downwind buddy of Marcus Tardrew over in WA. And um, the speeds that Marcus has been telling me that you've been doing and he's been chasing you a lot. Um, I'm, I'm such a proud coach, basically. And, I, and, I, <laughs> I, the, and, and even the story um, about you paddling up prone on your sup at King of the Cup. It was like, oh, I got to get him on. And um, yeah. so, yeah, thanks for coming on, mate. And um, st- I'm very proud to have you here. Oh, mate, look, thanks, like, so much for having me. I mean, like, if I, um, you know, like, rewind back a year to when I was sort of learning, I was, like, so hungry for content and information. And I was, like, scouring the internet for videos of people fad- paddling up to try and figure out, like, how the hell to do it. Um, so, yeah, look, all your content and podcasts and stuff's like helped me heap so it's I feel like I'm kind of underqualified to to be here talking to you but you know like if I can somehow say something that might help someone else it's it'd be epic <laughs> no no you're well and truly qualified not one uh, I go back to that the story that Marcus said in that last um podcast that you said you paddled up on uh, prone on your sup but not only that what, what really impressed me was you're on a the, the lift 120 and it, it was windy, but it wasn't, I don't think it was that windy at King of the Cut. Um, so, you know, that to me, that's more than qualified. There's so many people that have talked about doing exactly that. Um, you know, Matt Costa, he's talking about, you know, having his, his he's just got a sup that he, he wants to, to prone into, um, into bumps using his 120 and he hasn't done it yet. Um, yeah. You know, and, and I guess you get put in a situation where you didn't have a choice. And, um, <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, I wouldn't. I, I don't know if I'd do it for fun, but it's it's, it's possible. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's let's start with that story. I think because that's I guess to me uh, that's what I want to know about to start with, and we've got yeah, a few other yeah. things that we can go through sure. later as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Look, where to start? I guess may, maybe the maybe if I like rewind back to before. Um, king of the cut like it was I'd never been in a race before I was like pretty excited about it and I sort of had like no idea like a month or so before about like how to go quick it's not something I'd like ever kind of focused on or tried to get better at mm-hmm. um, so I did a ton of runs with Marcus and kind of following him and going next to him and trying to figure out like the decisions he was making and why and you know slowly kind of um started going a bit quicker so so going into the race I knew that um (laughs) I knew that if I was going to have any chance of like having a bit of a battle with him I knew that I had to get up probably within like 30 seconds or max a minute um because like the guy's a freak you know you forward with him heaps you can paddle up like at the drop of a hat yeah um and being on the lift 120 which is a um small front wing like it's it can be hard to paddle up so anyway so I knew I had to get up super quick so I um like as soon as we started I just like went all out on basically the first thing that hit me um which was a huge mistake (laughs) and then I was like kind of half got going and then um just you know when you're sort of half up and you're tired but it's like well I either just keep going now Mm. or you know then I'll be ruined for the next one. So anyway, I just kept on going and going and going until I was like absolutely cooked. And I was, so I was probably winning the race at about the 22nd mark when I'd like half, half paddled up and I was, I was in front for like a second. But anyway, so I was totally like, um, 
I, I didn't get up and I was totally ruined and I was like, my arms were like jelly. I just <laughs> pushed it way too hard. Um, so it took me probably about like, I don't know, because my watch didn't start um, at the start of the race. So it probably took me like maybe four minutes to get up, mm-hmm. which is like, doesn't sound like that long, but it's like, I knew by the time I got going that like the whole thing was over. That's, <laughs> like almost, I could, that's like pretty much two kilometers or close yeah. to two k's behind yeah yeah exactly and you know like when the difference between like i guess probably pulling away from someone in a downwind race it's probably like doing five seconds per k like difference from them so yeah. like you know two minutes to paddle up there's like that's the whole race mm. um so anyway so i got going and i kind of settled into a bit of a rhythm of um just going i was like all right we'll just you know have some fun and chill out it was really hard to um like push through push through bumps because it was yeah. so organ it was so organized yeah that that first half of the cut is like i guess we, we spoke about it's like you know it's a groomer you know it's so clean oh, man. it's like to get up and over it's like the, the troughs are so big and spread apart you just get stuck behind that peak and you just gotta you gotta yeah, enjoy you just, it surf it. exactly you just got you just gotta surf like there's just no other option mm-hmm. um but anyway so then <clears throat> as it kind of I don't know, I don't know, maybe at like the 5K mark, it's, it starts to get a little bit less organised and you can find, you can start like going through more bumps. Anyway, I just started to push it too hard um, and I don't normally use my paddle like hardly ever because um, I've, I've hit it on the front wing so many times and cracked paddles and stuff. So I normally just don't use it, but I sort of was in this mindset of like, go quick, go quick, go quick. Um, and ended up smashing my paddle on my front wing and just broke the um, the blade like almost clean off and stood mm-hmm. back up and did like a half stroke and it just Go fully fold, fully folded over yeah. yeah. Um, so okay, so yeah. you're like five six k's into a twenty four k race and your paddle's broken basically. <laughs> yeah, well, and I reckon at this point, I, look, I don't know because my my watch didn't. Um, actually start but i reckon i was probably i'd just gone past um i think it's port kennedy like at the halfway point yeah um and then so you end up quite far out at sea like i don't know how far but a couple of k's maybe yeah. like five five k's out mm-hmm. so i really didn't want to, i really didn't want to have to paddle to shore and like set my beacon off and then get collected and stuff yeah so i was like right well like now's the time like <laughs> We just have to give a go at um, paddling up prone. So I shoved my um, the blade of my paddle in the back of my um, life jacket and the paddle, like the paddle down the back of my life jacket. So it's like sticking up in the air, like a beacon. <laughs> and then um, I had a go, so I had to go on my knees for, I don't know, a couple of minutes and it was super tiring. Um, like my legs were really hurting from kneeling and stuff. And I just couldn't quite get that much power. And also I'd like, I never paddle anything on my knees so I just laid down and kind of waited for one and um I don't know how long it took like maybe five or ten minutes to get going and then I eventually got one um and it was so different to paddling up um with a paddle because you need a bump that keeps on going down so you basically need a much better better bump yeah for sure you just need like the perfect bump um because as you stand up, you obviously lose propulsion. So you need, you need the, you need a big trough in front of you so you can keep on dropping down and then peel off before you, um, you know, before you get to the bottom of it. But anyway, I got going on one. It was sort of like a miracle. I was like, Oh my God, I'm going again. I'm going to make it like, 
this is awesome. And I was going, I had this like paddle shoved down my back and I was going past all these, um, I also had no idea where I was going out there. I'd never done the run before. So I was kind of just following surf, like, you know, looking for the next surf skiing, the next one and the next one. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going past these surf skis and hooting them and they were hooting me back. Cause I think they'd realized like, look at this fool with a paddle in the air, like broken paddle. <laughs> <laughs> and anyway, I got too excited and I saw my mate, um, Donnie in front of me, who's a bit of a freak on the foil, does the does the lie down. That's the special move. Um, <laughs> yeah. But anyway, I saw I saw him, and I, I felt like I was really close to the finish at this point. So I don't know how far I was in, like maybe fifteen k's in, or maybe twenty. I don't know. And so I saw him, and I was like, oh man, if I can just catch him, like we can foil together a bit, and you know, like I just was sort of got a little bit. I, you know, I got in my head like I've got to make it to him. So I slowly started catching him and catching him and I just pushed it too hard and then came off. Is um, that another another up and over or was it just a, a weird moment? No, I think I, I think I was just I was just pushing it too hard. I just wasn't yeah. playing my own game and I I was I think I was riding really high, like trying to get through the back of one. Yeah. Um and I just breached like as I went over the top of it. Yeah. Um but I was like, oh well, I've done it once. It's like it's not that hard. I'll just I'll just get up again. And then <laughs> I then I probably had I probably stood up like and I paddled at this point, I don't know, like an hour to get to the end. Um and I probably had like I don't know, another at least another half dozen opportunities to get going, and probably like four where I stood up and then like started to pump, but then you know, would run into something like it wasn't a good enough bump and then a couple where I stood up and I was just so tired by this point that I'd stand up and just fall off because I was just buggered. But yeah, it's, it was really, really interesting experience. And like, it's definitely possible to do it. I don't, the problem is though, it takes you so much longer to get up and you need such a better bump that like, I don't know if I'd, I mean, it's, it's a cool thing to do. I guess I didn't have hand paddles or anything, but um, it for sure takes, it, you know, will take much longer to get up than with a paddle. So yeah, I think your feeling is kind of what I felt too. Like if you already know how to sup, it's like feels like you're regressing to, to do it yeah. prone. And yeah, like totally. you're probably going to be using a bigger foil, getting yeah. hand paddles, which, you know, then yeah. you might use yeah. a paddle. Yeah, to- totally. And I'm sure if you had a bigger foil, like the like I have a Lift 170, if I was using that, I probably would have got up, you know, again. But <laughs> but that's not the foil you want to ride so you know if you use a paddle you can use a small foil and get up quicker so yeah i don't know to me that's kind of the that's the better option for sure for sure um yeah cool so but you like i don't know that's kind of like a bucket list item for, for, for me anyway like i've never <laughs> you know um been put in a situation like you were where i had to just make know, it happen yeah. make that make it happen so um well done, mate. That's so sick. Um, so yeah, let's talk, so, let's talk yeah. about equipment that you were using. But yeah, you were going to say. I was just going to say, like, and and when I was riding, like, without a pack, because as I was saying, I don't, I'm not from a sup background. My like, I'm not used. I don't surf. I don't, I don't like use the paddle to turn or anything. I just mm. hold it in my hand. So when I was riding without a paddle, I was like, holy moly, this is like, this is the future. This is so sick. I've got my hands are free. Like it was really cool. And then after that, I started, I, you know, tried the Dave Kalama strap a few times and tried like putting clips on my board, which we need to explore a bit more to like, you know, maybe clip your paddle into your board. So you've got mm. free hands and I think there's something there, but um, yeah. Anyway, 
um, equipment. Yeah, equipment. So obviously using the Lift 120, um, I'm going to bring up a photo of, uh, I think this is, this is what you sent me just before. Is this what you're using? Yeah, so I was, yeah, I was using the Lift 120 with the um, 25 tail, which was probably a mistake. So um, me and a um, mate have kind of been making these like a tail adapter fuse thing so that you can use a different tail with the lift setup. Yeah. Um, but I, the, yeah, so I, I now use that longer fuse, which that KD tail is um, bolted to that one there. Yeah, that's what I use now. Yeah. Um, I didn't have, I only made the longer one like over Christmas. So I didn't yeah. have that at the time, um, which is way better. But yeah, yeah and, and maybe let's, let's pause it. Why do you think a longer fuse is better? Um, well, I, you've, have you ridden the lift gear downwind? Yeah, I've, I've been using, I've been playing around the 120 um, a fair bit yeah. lately. Um, and I've been using the 32 tail, but I'm, I'm 80, 83 yeah. kilos pretty much. And you're more like 70. Yeah, it's about 70. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I, so the, the lift stuff, um, especially at high speed, like the, with the lift tail, it gets pretty pitch unstable. Yeah, it's, gets, it's um, like it's like on it, that's it's a good way to do it. It just gets unstable. It's like you're on rollerblades when you get like to that yeah. max speed. It's it's um you're yeah. going quick and it's like wow, it's like yeah. it's like riding a twenty in surf that's too big and you go to bottom turn. It's like <sighs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Look, I, look, I think it might paddle up better and it's probably less drag, like especially because the tail is integrated into the fuse, so. Like you can't pick up weed as easy and that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but with the, like, I wish I had more tails to, um, <laughs> to use with it, but with the, the tail I've got, like it just, it turns like way better. Um, it's more, um, yeah, it's more pitch stable. Um, and then the, I made the longer fuse from after talking to Marcus and we, you know, like we swapped gear a bit and he was like, I think you need a longer fuse to like smooth it all out a bit more. Um, and so I, I tried that and it's, man, it's just so much better. Like even the, it, I think everything about it is better. Like it turns better. Like you can lean into it a bit more. Um, and it's more like doing a rail turn as opposed to like a whippy slidey thing. Yeah. Um, like it, it changes the foot pressure a bit. So it's less like back foot. It's, it's more balanced. I think you can paddle up easier. You get more drive out of the pump. Um, so yeah, you can kind. It's not. It's not that much longer, but um, yeah. I'm just. I brought it back up just to sort of see, and it's not that much. I guess compared to the the fuse you had, it's a bit longer. But compared to the production, it, it's not that much longer. Um, yeah. So it's probably about. It doesn't look it, but so the whole spacing on that um, fuse over on the right is 30 mil. So it's about 30 mil um, longer mm -hmm. um, than the like the leading edge is 30 mils further back from where the lift 25 is. And I think the 32 is longer, but I haven't really tried that. I've tried it once or twice. It just felt too big. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the like the long fuse is, is awesome. And um, like Reedy, my good mate, he's, he's using the same similar kind of gear and he reckons the long one feels way better as well. So I don't know. I think there's, there's something in it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I guess uh, for me, um, what I found is especially when doing longer downwind runs, um, a longer fuse 
I just make less mistakes. It's as simple as that. Yeah. Um, you get more glide per pump. So it's like on a shorter fuse, I feel like I'm using a lower gear on a bike. I've got to pedal more. Yeah. It's like that, 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 that. Whereas a longer fuse, it's like that, that, that. So you're just you're using less energy, you know, basically for the same amount of glide. Um, yeah. And, and it feels like you sort of get projected forward a bit more as opposed to up and down. It just seems a bit more um, drivey. I, I don't think there's a difference in stall speed um and i'm not and i think i think you can go quicker like it's probably got more more drag but i think just because of the extra stability it just gives you the confidence to you know Mm -hmm. like ride higher and just be you know more stable at high speed yeah um there's a few things i guess the fuse length is one thing i think there's a bit more going on than just that though have you changed the, the pitch of the rear wing or is it yeah yeah fully and look i think that's like just as important as the as the tail like mm-hmm. and i play around with a um you know a bunch of different shims and things and you know like you can notice the difference of a like 0.25 degree shim yeah um and yeah so like not being able to change it um sucks really so you know if you can get it and everyone's a little bit different you know like i like the tail a little bit flatter with a bit less lift whereas mm-hmm. you know reedy my mate likes it like with a bit more lift um and and you know if you put extra shim in the tail to give you more lift like you can it's slower but you can kind of like with an extra 0.5 degree to how you would normally ride it it almost turns like the 120 into the 170 um yeah like it can it makes a huge difference so um not quite that extreme but there's for sure a difference and you know depending on the conditions you can kind of play with a bit and yeah yeah. absolutely and i think um so, yeah, first of all, I guess there's the fuse length, which is going to make a big difference. Second thing is the, well, the tail in itself, like the, I think the lift tail is 50-50 the whole way through. So yeah. it, basically it, it's at that top speed, it, you know, it's really, really skatey. Like it, yeah, it, uh, unstable, I guess, is, is the word that comes to mind for me. Um, the, the KD tail, um, it's, look, it's, I think it's a really good, at, what I found is it's really good at high speed. Um, I found you actually lost a little bit at low speed, but I think you're probably picking that back up with the, the mm. shimmy. So you're yeah. creating that. You want it, extra. Yeah. What I'm actually really interested to hear from you is um, you said you sort of made it feel a bit more front foot and you get a bit more drive out of your pumps. What I found with the lift stuff is that um, a pogo stick, you know, when you're pumping, you just feel like you're going up and down. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you're not actually driving forward. So coming from, you know, riding GoFall for five years, GoFall is so front-footed. But every time you pump, you get like squirted forward. Whereas mm. the lift, every time I pumped, I just felt like I went up-down. <laughs> and that was kind of mm. it. So, mm. um, yeah, like so forward or up-down. And, and obviously to downwind, if you pump, you're usually trying to get up and over things. So if you're pumping and mm. you're going forward and down, that's a nice thing. Whereas if you're on the lift, it's different. When I pump, I feel like I'm just going up, down, and staying in the one spot. Yeah. Um, so by changing the the shim and the tail and all that sort yeah. of stuff. Yeah, it's really cool. I mean, yeah. Like if you ever get a chance to, you know, if you <laughs> we can make you one up if you if you want one. But yeah, like it's it. Yeah, it's yeah. It's you got you got to try and you got to know and you know you don't like and even like I tried a um, friend's tail. Uh, last week or the week before that was a fully symmetrical foil section mm-hmm. um and so you put a bit more shim in it and that's how it like likes to ride and it was just like insanely easy to paddle up mm. um 
but then it has different characteristics like turning and at high speed that you know like and it's you got to try all this you got to try like as much gear as you can yeah. and experiment with it to, to know like what it does and what you like and what you don't like yeah um, and like if i'm surfing like i'll use the shorter fuse because it's like you can turn it harder and you're not going as fast and um yeah yeah so that's cool. super cool um I guess for me, especially because I've been trying a bit more gear lately, it's, um, yeah, I've been enjoying playing with it. I guess another, worth, while we're on the lift stuff, I think it's worth talking about, um, I guess there's the pogo stick feel and, and like that's what I normally to accelerate on my go fall stuff. I'll pump to try to get forward, whereas I don't feel it does as much on the lift. What I find mm. the lift does, I guess, better is to go mm. faster. I feel like turning. So if you turn mm. left or right, like, you know, say there's a bump here and I'm behind it. I'll actually try to get up and over it. And then once I get just to the top, I'll actually turn around it. And, and that gives me the speed. It's like you just get shot through a cannon. And that's, to me, that's yeah. way better than pumping. So you're going to just like come around that section and then go. Yeah. And, oh, and look, yeah. And like, I think something that I really like about the lift, like 120 is that it, it, as you say, like it accelerates so quick. Like you can just like, you know, do like a, bottom turn almost and go back up to the like the top of the bump and then you just get like catapulted down it whereas yeah, with other forms, out of like you just yeah like it's it's awesome um but i think the other thing as well and with that foil in particular like compared to other foils that i've tried like some of the axis stuff like and it's, i think that may even have a longer fuse than what i'm using is because it doesn't turn as like it's not as agile you then can't like bounce off all the little bits of energy that are out there. Mm. Like I think with that, well, what I find with the 120 any way is you can just sort of bounce off everything that comes your way and you've just got so many more options because you can move so quickly, Yeah. Um, which is, which is really cool. But I don't know, maybe, maybe like, so can you share like what you've been writing and what you've been finding and. Yeah. Yeah. I guess the last, I guess. You're interviewing me now. <laughs> <I like it>. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. Well, I want the, you know, like I was you saying the before, like, a, yeah, you want the info. Like, it's, it's yeah. so cool to know what people have been doing and see what they're writing and stuff. It's awesome yeah. and what they're feeling. Yeah. So, so for me, I guess to start with, probably the, the, to me, the biggest disadvantage with the lift for the boards I'm writing, and obviously I've got a whole range of boards, is the boxes yeah. are too far back yeah. in the boards I'm writing. So I've been using these um, box extenders. Um, that Brad Dela Cruz. I'm gonna. I'll, I'll find it and I'm gonna put it up here. Yeah. Um. Maybe in when I edit it up. But um, they're just basically they're just like a longer box and you bolt them into the board and you can move it like kind of a lot further forward. <laughs> so it, it it allows yeah. you to basically it makes it feel normal. Um. Yeah. Cool. Let's actually actually while we're talking about I guess that to me that's the lift stuff is great but so much adjusting has to go on. I feel mm. and that's almost like the biggest negative. Um, my boxes are too far back. I want to get a, a tail adapter, so to speak. And that's not, yeah, that's not production. Um, and then I feel like I want to shim it as well. So there's like sort of three things that it's like, look, yeah. I love the 120 is totally, to me, it's a magic wing. It's super magic, but it's um, takes a while to get going. The 170 in lighter winds, I can get going pretty easy, but it doesn't feel that fast compared to other stuff yeah. I've tried. So it's like a big step backwards. I feel the yeah. 170. And then the 200 is obviously even bigger again. Um, so it's kind of like, 
Yes, the 120 yeah. is epic, but if they had, you know, something in between, which I've heard rumors there is something coming in between, um, between the 120 awesome. and the yeah. 170, which I think would be awesome for, you know, just and yeah. potentially a smaller one too is what I've heard, but maybe just rumors. Um, yeah, I look like, I mean, I, I would, I use the 120 basically all the time unless it's either super weighty or it's like, you know, just over 10 knots. But even if it was 10 knots, I'd probably still choose to use it if there was no weight because once you're going, it's like, it's awesome. And it normally only, you know, you can normally get it going kind of within a minute anyway. Mm. Um, but but I think, you know, with lots of the these foils, like the lift foils or the, like the Armstrong stuff, for example, you're like, you can't really judge it unless you've tried it in a board with the boxes way forward. Like I, I was riding... Um, the lift stuff on my old board. I'm going to bring it up. Um, so I think I'd have it here. So let's see it here. Yeah. So the one on the left was my old board, which is a 6 over 24 um, by 79 liters, which I think is yeah, kind of similar exact, to what. Exactly what I used. Yeah. Yeah. Um, epic board, like really good. I used to, before I was using the lift stuff, I was using GoFoil. Um, and it, it, like it's a great board. But when I wanted to use the lift stuff, because that's what I was surfing with, um, you just had to stand like so far back on yep. the board to like, exactly. you had to shuffle, shuffle back, like as you were paddling up, as you were getting board speed up, because you can't do it on the surface because you'll just sink the tail. Mm. Um, so like you can make it work, but once you get it on a board with the boxes in the right spot, like it's a whole new, <laughs> it's a whole new foil. Um, yeah. And like, yeah. So I, I think it's, and I guess, um, I don't know, there's probably someone out there who's interested, but, you know, I think I measured it before the, um, you know, where I, where I have the, the mast on my current board. Yep. Um, it's 65 centimetres from the tail to the Wait, where the front it. bolt goes. I've, you sent it to me, so it's this one? No, that's paddle. No, it's somewhere in here. That's another one. There you go. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. So like, so those boxes, so I, my friend Andrew helped me, helped me make the board and those boxes are 16 inch, um, 16 inch boxes. And so after I'd been using like on, on the old board, I realized that if I wanted to be able to use like a front footed foil and a back footed foil, like say mm -hmm. a lift and a go foil or a lift and an axis or something on the same board, then like this, the 10 inch boxes that normally you, you get just aren't, literally aren't big enough. Like I think you need about a, almost a 14 inch box if you want to use um you know a front footed and a back footed foil on the same board so yeah. these are six, 16 inches but you could probably chop two inches off them and, and they would be fine like and i think if you were to use a i haven't used a go foil or an axis on on this board but i think the back of it that'd be jammed up against the back of the box and it's maybe not even enough space like they probably may even not be able to get it far enough back so it's yeah like it's yeah, so so do so you think you went a little bit too far? Because if, if you're running your lift um with I guess what is that? That's like yeah, oh, almost for sure. Yeah. It's probably six centimeters of yeah, like yeah. wasted space at the front. So if you had moved that a little bit further back. Yeah, if I six, do it again, I would have I would have moved it back by probably um an inch. And I know that that would then give me enough at the back for the um like some of the other foils. And then I've used an Armstrong 
um, my mates Armstrong, and that goes even further forward than the lift. So you still wow. do want some of that room up the front. Yeah, right. Um, so yeah, like I, and I, and I think it's not something that a lot of brands are doing at the moment that are using like really long boxes. And I think these came from, I had to get them from New Zealand from PPC, I think. Um, yeah. So yeah, like longer boxes are the, <laughs> I the think new, it's the way it's, to go. Like if you get if you get a board without them, you kind of then married to a, a few brands and you can't try your friend stuff and you can't experiment. Yeah, so I'm gonna share. I've got a, I found my box extenders. So this is, oh, awesome. yeah, so this is what I'm using to, to run with the lift. Um, wow. And I wish I had a tape measure to see exactly how much further forward, but you can see at the back here. So what's that? I guess that's an inch or what's that? One, two, two marks. Yeah. Yeah. So two inches further forward. <clears throat> wow. So I, at least. Yeah. So I don't, I'm guessing that the boxes in my old board are similar to where yours were. Yeah. Oh, sorry, I where guess. your boxes are. And I, and I so the, where the boxes are on the where I ride it is four inches, so ten centimeters further forward than the front of the boxes on the old board. Oh, so there you go. So yeah. So if, if you're if you're two inches forward, like you probably actually want another two inches on top of that, which is just wow. Like, yeah. 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 And, and then and then you'll probably find that it's it rides like totally different. Yeah. Um, so I think yeah, these are at the very front. You actually see there's a line there where I had it originally. Oh um, yeah. That's that that was the lift did that. <laughs> I think when I shimmed it um oh i saw it is probably about four inches yeah yeah um yeah yeah so yeah, gotcha. I, I don't think i could move it i guess these bolts could be moved a little bit further back so you got a little bit extra play that i could have moved it mm. further forward on but yeah it, it's yeah, awesome that the only disadvantage is obviously um these are kind of thick like it's um like aluminium yeah. it's they, they, you know and then their wing nuts go on top of the screws here yeah so the little wing nuts oh yeah i'm gonna create a little bit like it's just a, it's marginal, but it's a little bit of drag. But you know, when we're popping up, it makes all the difference. Yeah. Everything yeah, when you're out when you're out the water, it doesn't matter. But yeah, that's awesome. Like yeah. So Brad De La Cruz, um, he's actually just got a big shipment of these. So anyone who's looking to try some different brands and whether you need to move your boxes further forward or further back, these are a great way to sort of you know quick little easy way to know. Okay, yep, this will work if I move my box further forward or back. And but in saying that, you can also like in the surf. I use these and you didn't even yeah. notice like, you know, a, a wave is so good. Whereas downwind, we're looking for the, the minimal drag possible. So it's, um, and, and, and your board's not like showing any signs of not liking all that extra stress and nah, not at all. Like that, I was pretty worried about that, but I actually was using these for a while. And then I actually took, I guess, because it's forward and really when you pump it's forward, it's, it's like all sort of reinforced. It's so flat. Mm. Um, mm. But when I took it off and I was using, back to use my GoFull stuff and I actually on a board that I know is weak, if I had these boxes on or these extenders mm. on and I hit, hit the ground, my GoFull stuff and I, um, it, was, it was an old board and yeah, the, the boxes had a little, you know, sign of weakness. I got it fixed since I've been using, I've used the boxes, these boxes on it as extenders and first mm. surf and, you know, no signs of any weakness. So no, yeah, I, think awesome. it's, I think it's pretty solid. Which is um, it's cool, right? Like, I guess. Oh yeah, it's awesome. I think like, definitely longer boxes would be better, but if you don't have longer boxes and you want a quick fix, yeah, this yeah. is for sure the go. Yeah, that's the answer. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. Um, yeah. So I've got I've got another photo that I want to I guess sort of uh, where would it be? Let me bring it up first. I've got a basically just showing the the difference between um, what I want to show difference between 
I guess the axe, I got axis, lift, and go foil, a photo of yep. all of each. And I think this is going to be a good photo to sort of show why those certain foils feel more front footed or back footed. Um, yeah. Yeah. So here it is. So you can see here, I'm going to try and draw on it too. So we've got the lift where the mask goes in is here and here. So that's our mast. The axis when the mask goes in is here and here. So already that's a huge, <laughs> that's a huge difference. And then the go foil, I think, is probably here and like here. So you can see the go foil and the axis are pretty similar. And that's why I guess they have that. To me, they feel very similar. Whereas the lift, like look how much further forward that is. <laughs> it's like yeah. the, almost the back of the mast is like the start. So I, I guess that the, yeah. So that to me was super interesting. I'm like, I want to line this up and sort of see where it sits. But, and yeah, yeah obviously. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's interesting. I don't fully understand. Like it, it totally makes sense looking at that, like, you know, why you'd need to ride it further forward in the box. But I don't understand how that gives you the, you know, the difference in front and back. It's, it's so strange, eh? But yeah, it's for sure like the Armstrong and the lift that have the, the uh, mast way close to the front wing are like uh, back footed and the others are front footed. So yeah, and the and the like the Takuma is the same. That's really front footed, and that's more similar to the Go foil and stuff. Yeah, um, yeah, but yeah, really interesting. Um, yeah, and so, and look how look how long your Go foil fuse is. It's a monster. Yeah, yeah, and, and I think this is what is this? This is the. Can I zoom in? No, I can't zoom in on this. Surely, get rid of that. So it's the ultra short. Um, yeah. So I'm not sure what that, I guess that means that it's, um, but yeah, definitely it's, and that, that's with the long pedestal too. So I have used to go for, that's the quickest I've ever gone on this go for RS1000. I was, mm. um, I was using the, um, the short, the short tail, which, yeah. um, so the shorter pedestal. So it's the, yeah. the, the short fixed tail, the red one. And that was the quickest I've ever gone. I'm like, oh, maybe there's something in shorter. And I think it was just that I was going so fast and the conditions were so good and it still isn't even that short um so it didn't didn't matter quite as much um i've got a better photo actually of this let me so this kind of shows again that sort of this is the axis first yeah. to go foil and you can see like the 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 back screw which that's it that, you know the, the short fuse or short yeah. short tail um on the go foil that's where you'd actually the, the wing would be tail wing yeah yeah would actually be there so it's kind of similar to the what is yep. it? It's the ultra short um, from Axis, so that's yep. that's producing. Um, yeah, that the long the long pedestal on the go for was crazy. I I never uh, <laughs> I never really liked because I was always like the short one as well. Yeah, um, well, yeah, I've I, and I guess like I said before, like I fall off more on the short than I would the long. So and even the short of the go foil is quite long. But like when I was testing a lot of stuff, short and long for doing like long downwind runs. For the longer fuse or like longer tail, longer pedestal, I would fall off far less than if I was using the shorter mm. tail, which yeah, like, it's just extra stability. And it's also what you get used to, and it's all sort yeah, of like, sure. like but um yeah, definitely. Um well then Marcus, so Marcus was using the axis at King of the Cut, and he mm. uses the short, whereas this is the ultra short. So I'll get back to that photo. So this yeah. is the ultra short, and then Marcus was using the short, so maybe it's similar or somewhere in between. Yeah. The short yeah, and the I, long I, of go foil, which yeah, and like I reckon the the um 
what did you say, the short, I reckon that's too long on the actual, it was too long for me anyway. Mm. Um, it just can't like quite turn as much and you're a bit more locked in, but yeah, that's probably awesome. Slightly yeah, for me, the ultra short has felt pretty good. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I guess, yeah, you asked, I like, in terms of, I've had the opportunity to test a lot of gear lately and yeah, using the lift a fair bit and, and the 120 similar to you, like when I first start, started using it, I'm like, oh, there's no way I can use this in anything under 15 knots. And then I just used it all the time for almost all conditions. Mm. And like I said, I was getting up within sort of a minute, maybe two. Um, but the most important thing was just waiting for that right little bump. And if yeah. you just couldn't, like, I guess I can on the go fall, especially I can just like sort of grind up, like the, the gun goes and I'll be just like, yep, see you guys. Yeah. I'm ready to go. Like I could get yeah, up totally. next and, to nothing. And, and like, I think that's a good point, right? Like if, you know, if you're racing, you're probably going to choose a different foil to, if you're out there just having fun, right? Like, um, you know, for me, when you just out there to have fun, like if you take a minute to get up or two minutes, like who cares? Yeah. Um, you know, and, and same with the board, you know, you go and narrow a board, it's easier to get up and you, you might fall off a little bit, but who cares? Like, but when you're going, it's so much better and it is easy to get up on all that stuff. So mm. I think the, like the wings you choose are also depending on what you're trying to do on them. Um, yeah. Cause not, not everyone wants to race. So. Yeah, um, no, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the first time I used the lift, actually, I just, we, we got a little spot called Brownwater here in, um, in Sydney, like Northern beaches. And it's like in a nor'easter, it's just straight on shore and the, the bumps really stand mm. up quite nice. So you can either, what I normally do is you run off, you jump off the rocks and you get like a, it's maybe 800 metres. You sort of paddle 100 metres out into the bay and then 800 metres downwind. So you get a little, it's like a little practice run before you go send a 12K downwinder. So you just know that yeah, you're going to yeah. get up on that smaller foil that you're using. So the first time I used the 120, I did that. And um, I, oh, like, because I didn't, because my box is a long way back for the lift. Um, when I was getting up, I was almost getting up and I'd stall, almost get yeah. up and stall. And I had to find like, yeah. where I normally stand is like here, but I had to move yeah. this back foot so far back and then this far back. And the, yeah. I guess the disadvantage for, for that is to get speed, you need to be forward on your board. Yeah, yeah. totally. And, and then to get you lift, have, you need yeah. to be back on your board. <laughs> yeah. So like you have to stand where you, where the board wants you to stand. And then as you build speed, you have to go back and back and back like 10 centimeters. Yeah. And then once you go, and then once you're going, you've got like, 10 centimeters of extra, extra four board. inches of extra board so it sucks yeah um yeah yeah but yeah it, it, it'd be awesome if there was a like you're saying before like for the lift stuff if there was a size in between the 120 and the 170 because like the 170 you can you know paddle up on flat water if you really want to and then the 120 is like tiny so mm. the light wind a smaller one like something in the middle would be epic yeah yeah so just a rumor but i think if, if they did come out with that i think it'd be it'd be pretty amazing um yeah. so especially for bigger guys like myself well not even that big but like you know you're 70 kilos and i'm i sort of class myself mid-range what 83 which i guess maybe yeah. it's heavy oh man i'm pretty i'm i'm pretty sure you could just go beast mode and paddle anything up so i don't know if i buy it <laughs> with enough practice the other thing i guess that i found was you know trying to get used to the because i had the lift gear for for a little while um probably uh, six weeks and, or maybe longer and I wasn't using it exclusively but I was trying to switch back and forth and, and I find switching back and forth from the lift to the go fall was like using the extreme end of back foot on the lift yeah, to the yeah. extreme end of front foot on the go fall so it usually took me um like if I did back-to-back -back days on the 120 by the second day you know paddling up and going downwind 
I would be like getting up sort of fine. But if I had just used the GoFoil and I went then to the lift, then it was just like, oh, how do I get up on this thing? It was really yeah, good. Yeah, totally. And then like me and Marcus swap boards a bit when like we're on different gear and you get up on like something different and it takes you like okay to like relax and figure out what the hell's going on yeah um yeah so it's crazy the differences yeah. but I, I guess the like the the point is that you just got to try all your friends stuff and anything that you can get your hands on because the more you try the like the more you learn and, you, and you'll then learn what you like so yeah absolutely yeah yeah um and then just in the last probably week i've just got my hands on the axis art range um and i use actually i use the lift 120 that the morning before the access stuff arrived um, and we had like sort of 20 to 25 knots and a nor'east swell so it was really good conditions so i used that and then i did this and i did and I, it was pretty quick like average 25.2 k's an hour or something so on the lift yeah. stuff which yeah. for me was quick for, for our local yeah. run and then that afternoon i used the art 899 for the same run and yeah. i did 25 point six so i was it was a little bit windier but yeah um for my i was pretty dialed into the lift stuff and for, yeah. for my first go on the 899 obviously it felt a bit more like home i guess like the go for because it was that little bit more yeah. foot pressure um they sent me a longer it was a 90 centimeter i'm like oh, i wish you guys sent me a 70 or an 80 because 90 centimeter mass just meant i had more like yeah I was, I was coming off the lift 28 inch which is like 70 centimeter mass so I was 76 or 78 or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. So I was used to riding a lot, I guess, lower. Yeah. Yeah. Less with less. So you, anyway, my point is, I guess, the access stuff felt super quick. The 899 was crazy. Actually, I got up first bump. So I was like sort of waiting. And I was trying to be a little bit selective because I knew I was on um, a smaller foil. The 899 kind of yeah. is similar span. Actually, I've got, I've got a photo of this. Yeah, I haven't tried the 899. I've tried the 999 and the, the higher spec prototype one. Um, but the 899 looks insane. I'd love to try it when the, you know, when the conditions are good. Yeah. Um, yeah, this could be a good photo to share. Yeah, the 899 is, to me, it's not the perfect photo. I think I've got too much stuff in my room. But this is the yeah. Lift 120 versus 999. Um, and you can see, or you can't see the full span. And I guess if you, what if I draw on it? Yeah, and, and they're very, they're, they're different in um, like outline as well, right? Like the leading edge of the, um, the that axis like range is super straight. Yeah. Whereas the lift has like a little bit of sweep in it. Um, yeah, for sure. I'm not sure if that's accurate, <laughs> but you can see it's probably, <laughs> A little bit, yeah, yeah. You know, it's probably a little, a little bit, bit bigger, yeah. A little bit bigger, yeah. Um, I do have a yeah, better awesome. photo. I might be out of, it's not on my computer. I might have to um, put it over the top. So if you're watching back, yeah. I'll be putting an image here. <laughs> <laughs> so for those watching back, here's the HA120 versus the ART899, and you can see that 899 is actually smaller in span. Yeah. But yeah, I guess that yeah, they're 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 more similar like the 799 I've, I've tried in the surf and that felt pretty small i think a super windy day you could use downwind but i guess the, the main thing that i've found with the access stuff is the 999 the 899 and the 799 are all 
they're all pretty close. So, and they're all sort of around that 120 sort of size. Whereas the lift stuff, um, the 120, nothing below it, nothing above it to the 170. It's just a big yeah, jump. Yeah, it's a huge jump. Yeah. 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 But look, that one, yeah, anyway, that the, the that 120 is amazing because like, the is. best thing about it is that it, it's like a super efficient wing and it's like, it's great to downwind on, but you can also like turn on it. And that's something that I've been trying to do lately is just like really try and work on being able to turn harder and being smoother and stuff. And you can actually turn that 120, whereas some of the other high aspect stuff, like it's got that locked in kind of high aspect feel and you can't surf it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's, it's pretty cool. And I guess there's two ways that you can like approach um, downwinding and that you can like, you can just try and go mega fast which is mm. which is great fun it took me a while to enjoy it <laughs> but but once you can relax a bit more it's it's great but then you can also just try and surf mm. um yeah and and different foils want to do different two different things, things. like I, i'm sure the guys that are in you know the m2o and stuff um will be on like crazy high aspect wings that you probably can't turn but they're just crazy efficient um so yeah it's yeah it's, yeah, I guess I've, I found, I guess I've been, I actually had a really fun wing session yesterday on the 899 and uh, look, it, it's definitely got more drive and, and I guess it's that, maybe that's that front foot pressure, but I sort of found you, you can still turn it, but it's a different, it's not, uh, the lift 120 is very whippy, I guess it's, mm. you know, and another thing worth mentioning is the lift 120 is big for its size. You know what I mean? Oh, it's crazy. Yeah. Like for, for its actual span and its cord, um, it seems it's got like this little concave in it. And to yeah. me, that makes it feel way bigger than what it actually is. So for me, actually surfing the 120, um, I felt like I, you know, I guess we've got a bit more power than you guys do in Perth, not so much south yeah. or north, but like I found on the, um, the 120, I was overpowered a lot of the time in the surf on it. So like, um, you know, Bennett's is probably, you know, obviously he proves me wrong, but he's, he's ripping <laughs> on it. But, but in saying that, like we, I went towing with Bennett's and we had the 120 yeah. on the back of the ski and we used the Viper 130. Yeah. And the Viper 130 was so much better to tow with. The 120 just felt like a yeah. longboard. Like it felt so slow. More, yeah, right. Like, and just like the roundest arcs. Um, whereas yeah. the 130, which... Um, the 130, the Viper range actually looks really similar to the RS 1000. Yeah, they look like um, old GLs, yeah. Yeah, which I think like the same old GLs, as the RS. Yeah. Exactly. So it's, it's like almost the exact same outline. Um, yeah, yeah. I actually overlaid them with, it might have been the 150 I overlaid, the RS 1000 and the Viper 150 are like the same outline, it seems like. Mm. Um, epic. Yeah. Like, uh, the GL 140 was always one of, one of my sort of more favourite wings to use yeah. when you could still yeah. pump out. And it had this yeah, really nice too. turn. Yeah. Um, it was awesome. The Viper 130 feels like a smaller version of that. And I guess uh, I'll, I'll put up some footage now of us um, surfing it, but it was super fun. Like um, it was my first session on it and it felt like, it felt like home. Like I was like, oh yeah, I know this wing. Yeah, um, cool. Which, but back to my point, we had the 120 on the back of the ski and it yeah. felt like we used it for, I think I got three waves on it. And I'm yeah. like, oh, let me try your gear. Yeah, <laughs> and, um, yeah. 
Oh yeah, look when when I surf, like when I surf foil, if there's like any power in the waves, I use the um, lift one fifty. I don't know if you tried that, but mm. just because it like it doesn't go as fast, but it turns um, way better. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, there's it's cool. It's cool trying different stuff and yeah. On the one hundred and fifty, using the your your tail as well, your adapter. Yeah, I am yeah. that shorter one with the um the KD tail. Yeah, yeah. And, and just because it, it 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 turns a bit better than the um than the lift tail and it's yeah. a bit more stable I, I haven't tried surfing with the long one but I, i'm guessing that i won't like it as much as the short one like yeah. i think the guys that are in um like eric the progression project guy i know some of the people and probably um adam as well i think they're using fuses that are shorter than the lift fuse um and that seems to be what they're liking mm. Yeah, as well, so it, it does seem to be what they're liking. I, I like I used Bennett's. I think I had was using my mask, but I used his um his tail. Um, yeah. and he was using the boomerang tail. Oh yeah, have you seen that KD one? Um, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I want. I supposedly that's quite good for downwind because it drops your stall speed a bit. Oh, but, it was. It felt um, like yeah. It, it the stall speed. It felt a lot. I could go a lot slower but yeah. it didn't really lose much of the top speed. The angle, yeah, right. like the, I wish I had a photo of this, what he was using, but the, the amount of shim, like if that was flat, he was like, there was a big gap. Negative, yeah. Yeah, it was huge, the gap that he had. Um, so yeah, it, a lot of it made it. Yeah, um, yeah and, it's, and I don't know like what adapter he uses, but the, the way that the lift um, like fuse is, is that if, the, if you'd look at the center line of the, um, like where the tail goes into the back of the front wing, it's actually on a slightly like negative angle. Uh -huh. um, so if you make like the like the first adapters that we made were like I made them like you know drew them on the computer and stuff and made them so that it was parallel to the like the male connection. But the actual the angle that you need the wing on is like about one and a half or one point seven five degrees negative from there. So it right. could be that his adapter, you know, which is just made on the center line of the um, the yeah. connection, which so it makes which it look would, more dramatic. That. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So like the one the, the last one that I made the the whole thing's like kicked up so that you just bolt the tail straight on. Mm. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I want to now talk to you about, I guess, your learning process because a lot of people listening to this are learning to downwind, <laughs> you know. So, yeah, um, obviously, sure. I helped a bit, I think, um, yeah. in the start. Like oh, the, man, yeah. As yeah. I said at the so, start, Coach, like, Club, Coach Casey Club member, alumni. <laughs> yeah, but, um, oh, absolutely. I mean, I'm an advocate for sure. Like I, um, I my first experience was on a... Um, I had a Maliko 200 yep. and I went out on that um, just, you know, here in, in Perth and I don't know how windy it was, like maybe 15 or 20 knots or something like probably a pretty good day. I, but I had no idea like what I was doing. I'd never supped before. I had like no, any kind of instruction. I had no one around me to like ask questions of. Um, I didn't know Marcus and stuff at the time. So I had not, I had, I just came into it completely kind of blind. And as I was saying, I was like looking on the internet, watching other people, like the little snippets that I could get to try and figure out what to do. And I think my first run was, you know, from Cop to Swanbourne, which is like, I don't know, two Ks or something. Um, 
didn't even get like the mildest hint of, <laughs> of lift and I'm like all unstable on the board and falling off and like my problem at the start was I couldn't I couldn't like lean in and put enough power into my stroke and but maintain stability um and and that's because I had the wrong technique and I was just was so foreign to me um and then I think the second got the second try was the same thing and I was halfway through and like oh man I don't know maybe this isn't for me this is like this is so hard yeah um and then but then I got like just when I least expected it I got just like a little fraction of lift and like my board lifted off the water for like a split second and I was like oh maybe like maybe it's possible <laughs> Um, and then, and then I think the next time I tried, and I, this is, I had no one to kind of tell me what gear to use. So the next time I tried, I had a P180 and it was like 25 knots and I was like, right, <laughs> just got to make it work. And I think it was like a 10 Ks or something. And I just, I went out and it was one of those days that's so windy that, um, you know, eventually you just have one, like almost break on you and catapult you down the swell. Um, and at this point I, I was probably worth saying that I learned to, to, um, like free wing on the ding downwind before I was paddling. Yeah. Um, because so once you're that, up, you knew what to do. Yeah. So once I was up, like I went for a few Ks or whatever. And then, um, and then I think I, the whole run probably took me like two hours, but I, I got up like a handful of times. And then once I'd done that and like, then I was hooked. I was like, right, well, this is it. And I got a GL210. Um, and that was kind of what I learned on. And then I spent like, I don't know, like two, at least two months, like kind of just very, very slowly progressing. And like the guys who I was winging with downwind were always waiting for me at the end. And sometimes I'd have like nightmares where I wouldn't get up for 20 minutes. And it was like super frustrating, but, and I'd, I'd be, I'd be, and oh, it's like, and the, the fun of like, I love learning new stuff. And the challenge of like trying to figure it out, it's just so fun. And I'd be like halfway through a run and I'd be exhausted. And I'd go, right now, tomorrow, I'm just going to like ding or kite downwind or something. Just, I'm just going to give it a rest. And yeah. Yeah. And then I wake up the next morning. I'd be like, nah, I've got to get back on, <laughs> got to get back on the horse. Oh, you're an animal. And keep doing it. So yeah, I just persisted. And then I remember seeing your, um, I don't know, your post on social media or something about, Hey, this downwind, um, like learning module and I was like yeah <laughs> that's what I need for like a small price if I can accelerate my learning then yeah and anyway it was awesome because you obviously got lots of content on there about how to actually paddle and and I, mm. I you know sort of around the same time I'd gone out with Marcus and he'd given me a few pointers which made a huge difference yeah um, and I don't know maybe we can go into some of the details some of those things that make yeah. a difference but but you know and then but then once I did that and got some proper info on on how to do it and this is only like a year ago and there just was no information yeah um I, I then like progressed a lot quicker and and probably the biggest thing um for me was meeting Reedy one of my um good mates now who I met yeah. him um he was sort of in the in the program as well and we kind of just like buddied up and um yeah just would go flat water paddling and go out in like the worst conditions and just like, just try like we we're filming each other with GoPros, which was like awesome. Yeah. Cause you can see what, see, see what's what you're going doing. wrong. And, yeah. And then for, and, for and, the coaching stuff, that's like, that's what I'm, I'm relying on footage to, to like give you yeah. guys the best advice. So that's, remember yes. looking back, it's like, Oh yeah. Yeah. So yeah, totally. So it was epic. And like, then once I sort of was in that process of, um, 
like kind of training, I guess. And I guess that's like a good point is that like you have to put in the the time and you like, and if you want to get good quickly, you have to like try Like the flat water paddle sucks, yeah. but it exposes all your weaknesses. And it's the same as like dropping down a wing size mm. um, just to like give it a go because you find that it then exposes all the problems that you have. And you're like, right, in this situation, this is like, I can't figure out this part of it. Or I, you know, I'm really bad at just being at that stall speed and knowing how to like, to yeah. dig and get yourself going and so yeah that was kind of my progression and then um like over the and I think like a really important thing is you don't need good conditions to learn um mm. like me and Reedy and and Donnie and um John and Andrew and some of the other guys um like foiled me and like me and Reedy foiled all winter like we probably downwinded like twice a week easy in nice. the middle of winter like because, i've always and said I to think, marcus i'm like why don't you fall in winter he's like nah you don't fall there's no downwind in winter mate dude you get storms <laughs> all the time and he's like nah you just don't do it and, yeah. and i went over there once i think it was um it was before it was aussie titles i can't remember what year it was but i had a i, I was there i'm like i'm gonna go for a downwind and this was before foiling and i'm like i just do the sup downwinder and he's like yeah i'll pick you up but i'm not coming he's like it's it's shit and i went out there i'm like dude this is epic like in sydney people would be out there doing it like oh, i would be yeah. And he's like, yeah, yeah not as good. Yeah, but. so the, the, the problem is you just can't, like, you can't do, it's really hard to get days. Like there might only be a small handful of days in winter where you can do like a full coast run of 20Ks. But, you know, I think, and it doesn't matter where you are. I think you just need to look, you know, like look on Google Maps and, um, you know, figure out in different wind directions where you can go. Like, I mean, we would sort of, the run that we did the most was like jumping off North Mole here. Um, which is like a rock wall that goes a few k's out to sand. You can go in like almost onshore, and you only go a couple of k's. But yeah, also going in those shitty conditions, like you learn heaps from so going much. in bad conditions. And yeah, um, and I think that's you know like it's almost better learning in in winter. Like um, Donnie, one of the guys, like who's a freak at it. He he learned like at the end of winter, and then summer came, and he came thirty in the king of the cut. Like summer yeah. came, and he was just off. Like yeah. he was he was away. Um, so yeah, I think, you know, like having the, you know, the right instruction, whether it be online or, you know, and, and finding someone that's like at the same um, level as you that you can kind of feed off each other and, you know, like constantly debrief about what you're learning and what works and what doesn't work and, you know, and finding people that are, that are better than you as well. Um, like the number of runs that I've spent like surfing a bump behind Marcus like trying to figure out what the decisions are he's making and why and like you know and the little tidbits of information that people can give you is just like huge yeah, um, when, yeah. I, when I was like really learning to to sup downwind one of my mates Matt Nottich we were in Hawaii together and um, I, I was he did a lot of um, experience downwinding on an outrigger canoe so he really knew how to read mm. the bumps and sup was just like okay he sort of transferred that over pretty quick. Whereas I learned to stop and I had no idea, like before stuff, I had no idea how to downwind anything. And, and I came from a surfing background. So I was you know, looking behind me, you know, paddling for that bump, yeah, you know, yeah. doing all the things that are wrong. Um, yeah. And I did a season or like a month or two to three weeks in, a, in on, on a Maliko run with Matt Nottich. And, and I learned so much and just, you know, we were oh, just man. literally ghosting each other the whole way. And I'll just stick yeah. to it. I'm like, I'm not letting let you go. And, yeah, I learned yeah the tricks you know and same when i went yeah, with marcus totally. we were foiling and and marcus was just new to foiling i'd had a probably six months head start on him 
and he was going along and he's pumping, pumping. I'm like, mate, you just got to settle down a little bit and just like yeah, let yeah. it ride. And he stopped and he's like, oh, yeah, you're right. And like, it just those, it, and it's just the tip at the right yeah. moment can give you so much um, yeah. progression. Yeah, totally. And look, they're the, like, the exact two things that like Marcus told me when he went with me for the first time. It was like, because I was always looking behind me, like turning around or I'd, act, I'd actually paddle like 90 degrees to the wind like going out to sea so that I could see the bumps that were coming. And I'd wait for that big one, one knowing that broke behind, on you. Yeah. Yeah. And then knowing that behind that, there's always that nice chopped out one, but like you have to wait for the like perfect bump. And that's what I was doing. I was just like waiting for the perfect one. Um, Cause I, all I knew how to do was to catch for that, let the bump catch me. I didn't know how to force my way onto a bump, which is something that you kind of learn over time. And I'm still trying to get better at it. Um, but yeah, that was like one thing that made a huge difference. It was like, don't look behind you, just look ahead, paddle and feel what's going on. And I think it's so true because I think the some of the bumps that you can get going on, like you, I don't think if you were turning around, you'd actually see them because they form up so quick and disappear mm. so quick. Yeah, I've actually, I've got a video, you sent a video and I'm going to share it now. And it's the one that you're paddling up, I think, because <laughs> you're not up yet. So, oh yeah. I'm going to zoom in a bit. Yeah. Yeah, so man, can... so hit, hit, hit me with a feedback. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's see. I know you're being patient. That's, you know, that's one of the things yeah, I well, tell people. The, like... the video is actually not that good because I go off this crystal loses me on the, um, <laughs> <laughs> loses me. So you can't really say it, but yeah. um, this was, this was just the other day. We had some epic conditions. Nice. Bumps. Um, we can, we can mind surf these bumps and now he's up. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and look, I think like choosing that, um, you know, like the better that you get, you, you, there's more bumps that you learn how to catch. Like when you first start, there's only one or two like situations that you know what to do with. And then the more you do it, you add like different scenarios, yeah. scenarios in your head that, you know, if this happens, I can go there or, you know, and, and that's just kind of time in the water. And, and one of the best things for me was like um, when Marcus went with me that first time he paddled next to me, he was like, right, just watch what I do. And he was choosing these bumps. And I was like, man, that's not even a bump. Like yeah. I would never have even thought to have caught mm. that. And yep. then, you know, and then so like, then I was like, wow, I'm doing this like so wrong. And then you slowly learn how to, how to do it better. And, um, and look, one of the biggest things for me on, on being able to get up easier has been um, like going to a narrower board, like the, the board that I'm on now is, uh, 21 and three quarters wide so it's quite wow. narrow and it and and look it's by no means like a perfect board it, like it got half made in my shed and half made in in my mate's shed so like <laughs> like if i did it again the rocker i would change and there's things i would change about it but yeah just that like the and i don't think um like that many people have gone to narrow boards yet but then you know the narrower you go it just gets like exponentially easier to paddle up and the performance the loss in like, sorry, the performance improvement is like massive in terms of being able to paddle up and then how it feels when you're surfing is just way better. But yeah. the, like the drop, the drop in stability is like actually not that much for like yeah. what you, what you get out of it. And you know, um, what's really interesting um, is from, I guess, coming from the sub racing background, like we know that, like yeah. if, if someone's riding yeah, a 28 sure. wide board and someone else is riding a 20 wide board, like, if it's flat water like the 28 is going to be ridiculously slow like yeah. for me even riding my ocean board which is 14 by 24 versus my flat water board which is 14 by 
like 21, I'll be over a kilometer. I'm about somewhere between 20 and 30 seconds faster on the flat wow. waterboard, you know? So like, yeah. like, and that's just, that's not even sprinting, you know, that's just going along. Yeah. So like, it's, it's funny that it's taken us this long, but yeah, longer, skinnier, yeah. stability i guess is the main thing that sort of held people back from going skinnier but i think there's oh, enough yeah. tricks like concaves and um, bevels and chines that you can create that stability um but the the, the narrowness means less drag and, and for that 10 10 stroke um sprint to get up on the foil like it's um as long as you you mentioned it yeah. earlier as long as you're able to have enough stability and still put power in with yeah. your paddle stroke you're going to be sweet yeah, and, and look, like I still fall off my board like all the time, you know, like each, each, I don't know, probably every, I don't know what it would be, like every second time I paddle up, like I fall off. <laughs> yeah, no, but that's even the, like I'm on six by 24 and, and the 79, the same as what you're using or that you were using and that, but I still fall off on that sometimes too. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. not like it's the most stable board, but I'm probably sinking yeah. it. A bit more than you were. <laughs> yeah, so I hear. But, but look, like the first time I tried the 24 wideboard, man, I couldn't stand on it. Yeah. I was just like falling off. And I, and I think like, you know, you just got to go out in the flat water with, with a foil on it and paddle it around and get used to it. Um, like you certainly like, unless you're a like really experienced paddler or you're just a freak, like no one should be starting on a board that's like 21 22 23 inches wide but it doesn't take you that long to get to the point where you can do that and you just gotta like you just gotta do it and just you know you might spend a, a run or two flailing around falling off and stuff but you'll get used to it and then it's everything's just so much better yeah no definitely it's um it, and i guess uh, you know i chat to matt costa a fair bit um and he's just bought this five seven by 22 and a half like 100 liters so super mm. thick it's the 52 mm. foil coat so um greg clozier's brand um, oh yeah, yeah and yeah. and he's he's loving it um and, and obviously right. like for me a six foot board doesn't feel very long so i'm used to riding a 14 foot yeah. or a limited board so like i get used to the length how actually how long's your new new one um i think it's just under six foot yeah so I think yeah. like maybe five, eleven and a half or something. But would you like want to go shorter? Like I guess this is. Look, I, I I thought I did. Like I thought I was I was thinking about making another board and going shorter because you know it would obviously feel like better once you once you're going. But um, like Reedy's got a he made a board which is five eight um by twenty two and mine's about six zero by twenty one and three quarters. So. And we, you know, swap boards and I find it so hard to get going. I'm on his board. I don't know how he does it. He's a, he's a beast, yeah. but like the difference in, and they're very similar bottom shape and the difference in um, like board speed on the water on a 6.0 versus a 5.8 is like dramatic. Mm. Um, so I thought I would want to go shorter. And then after trying his board, like, and I'm sure you get used to it. Like he paddles it up easier than I paddle yeah. my board up. But when he gets on my board, he's like he gets up. off in five seconds. Yeah, gotcha. um, so I don't think I would go shorter just because I'd, I'd rather get up quicker. <laughs> you know, yeah. especially if you're like foiling with a bunch of mates, um, which we're actually able to do now because there's enough, there's heaps of people getting into it. Yeah. We can go out with like six people and all ride like in a little pack. It's epic. And, you know, in those situations, you don't want to be the guy that's like a kilometer behind because you yeah. can't get up. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess that, that comes down to the sort of racing aspect of things, doesn't it? And that's in a group. Um, and I guess Matt Costa's doing most of his downwinders on his own. So he's like, oh, I don't care if I don't get up straight away. He, he actually, he's yeah. been prone foiling 
He, no, he hasn't yet. He wants to prone fall that 5'7", 2200 litre, um, 52 foil curb board up onto the foil. Um, yeah, I can't wait to see it. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, let's see it, mate. You know, because like, you've yeah, done yeah. it. But, um, oh, look, not like I was saying before, like no doubt he'll do it. Like it, yeah. it's, it's fully possible. Um, it's just, is it? Yeah, well, what I'd like preference. to see is him um, proning up and then someone, you know, if he had a clone him on the same board next to him and like yeah, yeah. if you said go how much quicker the sup got up versus the prone you know that that's yeah, yeah. that's the test that and, i want to see yeah and like you know like it's something i often look at um after runs it's like i have an apple watch and you know you can look at your track and i often look at like when i came down how long it, how long it took me to like to get going again yeah um and you know, so you could fully understand it from that, and just see like a run on prone, a run on paddle, like how quick you made it happen. And it just means um, you're up and foiling for longer, is, is I guess. And and to me, like that's got to be the goal. Like if I can mm. start my run earlier, and if I do come down, start it up again quicker, then yeah, that's the advantage of the sup. And that, that's the other thing is, I guess, um, do you do many prone? Did you do many prone downwind runs when you were learning? I did a couple. Um, I, I think it was at, during the period that I was supping as well. Um, like I had a mate tie me up on a kite once and I don't know, went for 15 Ks or something. And then yeah. another time, like, you know, chipping into waves and going. And, you know, like you can go for 15 Ks, but um, I, I haven't done it this season because, like, I like to be able to turn harder and go way out to sea and um, like kind of push it a bit more. And I feel like if I'm proning, you're always kind of safety surfing, yeah. um, which is, I don't know, not as fun for me, but I can see that like why people like, cause there's a bit of a like mental game in it as well. Like it's oh, a yeah. challenge. Yeah. Um, but, and especially like with the weed here, um, if you only, I'd only do it if, if I knew like I'd done a run that day or the day before and I knew there was no weed because you're just going to run into weed and, <laughs> yeah and, and then plus if you're going with other people like it's slow going prone like sometimes it might take you 10 minutes to get a get a chip in and then you fall off and like it's a bit of a logistics thing as well yeah. but um yeah if you're, if you're in a place like in like some of the spots in hawaii where you can just paddle into the reef and go again it'd be epic fun i'd love to i'd love to do it more <laughs> yeah but i guess so you know i did that chat with eric sturman and and um they did the basically turtle bay to um moaks more or less so it's like it's it's a, it's a long run and it kind of cuts across the island like it sort of cuts yeah, in like yeah. this and they went straight yeah, I know across. What you mean. yeah and um john john and, and nathan florence um yeah trying the wow. whole way and there's like a few yeah. sections like yeah there's reefs but there's like kilometer to two kilometer gaps between some spots and like i know in hawaii like, there's not much weed over there but um one turtle pops up and you run into it or you know you there's there's stuff you can hit you know what i mean like um or you just have a lapse in judgment and you know it just means you're now paddling prone for 20 minutes you know yeah waiting. man I, I i paddled prone on my sup for about an hour <laughs> <laughs> it's not it's not fun <laughs> yeah yeah and especially yeah. um yeah down south mandra it's um it's a few sharks a few big fish over there but i guess it was very yeah <laughs> Yeah. 
when like Crystal thought I'd been eaten by a shark or something, she was in panic mode, which I didn't even think about when I was out there. Like yeah. what everyone else was thinking, I was just thinking about <laughs> getting getting to the end. But find that bump. Yeah, 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 yeah. zoned in. Um, I want to bring up that video again because I guess in terms of you know, there's paddling up, which we don't actually see in the video, but then there's the lines that you take while mm. downwinding. This is something like this is something I do, you know, but this for the Coach Casey Club, this is like what I do every Tuesday. People mm. upload videos like this and we, we go through what's good and what's bad. And and I'm gonna what I saw that was really good once you got up. So you're up and going, and I'm just gonna sort of pause it when so you're pumping there. And then see that just slight change in angle. I'm going to pause it and draw. Basically, the line you're taking now is like the wind's going this way. You're going straight downwind for now, but you're not going straight the whole time. And I guess what you do is you're going across and out and then you're turning back down. You're going across and out and turning back down. Mm. So I'm going to clear those and we'll play it again. And you can see going across, starting to turn a little bit left and it's just slight. But then you really, and then you turn back straighter and especially with the lift, you get speed from that. Um, but those angles that you're sort of running, it's just there, especially see that, that angle there. So the, the thing that a lot of people forget to do when they're downwinding is going across the wind. And I guess if the wind's this direction, you can go straight downwind, you can go 90 degrees to the wind and you can go 90 degrees the other way to the wind. And you've got this whole area to play with and you're still getting pushed along you know you can actually also go like this far upwind without losing too much as well um and you know there's guys that are, you know um nathan posted the video northeast southwest the other day but mainly north you know he's mainly heading north but he'll go do a full loop sometimes and go back to yeah. the direction he was going so you, you can go all directions but if you go upwind for too long you're going to lose speed pretty quickly um but yeah, this is something that I guess people got to realize that you, you have to use these extremities um, if you're going north. You've got to use east and west as well. And a lot of people forget that. And that's something that, and then what it means is you're only using half of or a third of the options available to you. You know, mm. you've. So yeah, totally. And, and, and like, I think one of the things that took me ages to um, realize is that you like, you've got to look all around you as well. Like, I was always sort of, um like tunnel vision on going left yeah yeah because <laughs> that's that's getting you offshore get and, offshore. Then, and yeah. then so the more you can relax and the better you get and the more you can relax and look around and see what's going on like quite often you could um you know like you could cut off to the left and pump out to the next one or you could just like there's probably one to the right of you that you could just turn right on and then chill yeah. on that one for a bit and then go back again you don't even have to pump yeah um so like having that awareness of what's going around you is like is huge yeah, and that, that's um, one thing I guess I talk about in the course is awareness of your surroundings. And like even one of the things, just even paddling out before you even get going, I, I tell people to sit down on their board and just look at, look like just sort of mind surf the bumps around you and like where would you potentially be getting up? You know, mm -hmm. Where's your chip in? Where's your takeoff spot? And then obviously the same once you're up and going, have a look around and, and like, yeah, awareness. I and mean, you, you nailed it. You, you spoke about it then. So, um, so important knowing where all yeah. those little pockets of energy are yeah totally and look i think that's like one of the things of you know spending a bit of time like learning how to go fast like you learn like it taught me so much about like efficiency and finding different energy out there and um 
like it helped me massively just with my efficiency in in general in like trying to go quick you have to pick up everything that kind of comes your way and you have because you don't want to drop down from your like top speed you want to maintain it so you got to find all that energy and go different directions and um like that that helped me a lot anyway yeah no definitely it's going to play this video out just sort of i guess we've got that little diagram i guess i've got and you you can kind of see you going straight downwind now and then you're cutting left and it that that little turn there that's like a stall it's like a little s stall turn yeah and you can see you're pumping now and then but then now you're coming back right towards the end there so i don't know just being aware of the, all the different angles that you can use and you sent another video into and you go so now you're surfing a long way into shore yeah so we can sort of see all those different i guess angles now you're going down the coast like a long sort of straight downwind but the bump is sort of angled in. So you're running left on the bump. So all these little like intricacies, then we downwind and then that little stall back out to sea. And again, there it is. Yeah, all the angles. Oh, you're about to line up a bomb here. Um, the other thing, I'm only going to touch on it just slightly because I don't want to give all the secrets away. But oh, why not? <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to go back a little bit because it was really... So just here, you can kind of see in our JB, um, who's in, in is the Nash distributor, but also he's in the, our coach, the Coach Casey Club. And he talked about, um, like the, we talked about the positioning of where you want to be on the bump once you're up and going. And you can see there's a pretty nice peak there, really nice trough there. And then you're just on the, just on the top of that, almost behind the peak on the one behind which is like i actually talk about exactly this being kind of perfect especially if you're in a faster foil so 120 super quick you you can get away with being almost on the back side of the peak but mm. what's really nice what i like, like the reason i pause it here is look at all this you can pretty much you can go as fast as you want all the way until you catch up to this one here so you've got a nice long runway to, to sort of draw any sort of different angle you want and, and jb talked about it as if um what, what he was doing is he was sitting here a lot. Yeah. So right on the uphill, so he was trying, like same as a SUP race board, you, you actually want your nose about there because your tail sits about here because your board's so long. Whereas on a six foot board, it's different. Um, we, we talked about this is like, this is the camel's hump and then this is the camel's neck. And you don't want to be up around the neck. You want to be right up on the hump. Yeah. Yeah. So and, and, and the hard and the hard bit is, especially when you're riding a faster fall, and actually the fun bit is that you then have to turn back up to the top of it all the time. And if you always finish your turns back up the top of the bump, you've always got a downhill in front of you. Yeah, you got and space like in it, front of you. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And it's something that I've only learned recently is like, especially if you've got a really slow bump in front of you, like it's crazy how slow you can go, um, even on a tiny foil, if you sit right at the top of the bump. Like you're almost, it's almost impossible to stall. Like yes. if you're right, right up the top of a, especially a small bump and like I and I and once you kind of figure that out and you get more confidence you figure out where the stall speed is um like it just gets so much easier like you can ride right up the top of a tiny bump like way slower than what you ever could like prone pumping back out in the surf and I, I don't know I don't know how it works but it but it, it somehow does like you can go super slow yeah. um, if you put yourself in the right spot yeah, like I've, I've like nosedived or touched down that many times, like just in this sort of section here. 
Mm. And it doesn't even matter. Like I'll touch down and you just pop straight back up again. I'll like go be going so slow. Like you're talking stall speed and I'll go so slow that I stop. And I'm like, my board's on the water and I just pop back up without even pumping. You sort of lean back a little and mm. get up again. Um, and it's yeah. because you've got that sort of downhill. So, you know, even if you touch down, all you have to do is straighten your board out. And then you've got this gap to, to create that lift. Mm. Plus you've got the wind behind you. So the wind is giving you some sort of energy. Um, plus there's the bump, which is more or less a wave. So it's like a lot of people stress about touching down and this and that. But if you touch down in this sort of downhill section, it doesn't matter. It's if you nah, touch down in, in this sort of section here, you're yeah, in a shitload of trouble. <laughs> yeah. 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 And especially you got, if you've got a paddle, you know, if, if you're, you're bored, you start like boards planing on the water again and you got downhill in front of you, it's just like an easy paddle up. It's like yeah, paddling exactly. up You've on, the speed. on the, on, on the, yeah. on the easiest bump of all time. Yeah. 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 And I guess that's another event. I guess the, another thing prone versus up, I guess for me, because I obviously have a bit of a background in SUP. If I did touch down here, well, I would just use my paddle to sort of, I'd actually change my angle either this way mm. or, or this way. And I'd let this bump get out in front of me and I'd actually allow this bump to get up under me. And I'd sort of paddle and pump, paddle and pump, like just to get going. And then this bump would basically pick mm. me up and then I'd be able to go straight again and I'd be up and going. Yeah, yeah quick question. I've got a, um, something I've been like unintentionally experimenting with lately. And I don't know why I started doing it, but I started like on the paddle up. And then also when I'm yeah, more on the paddle up, I'd start doing this um, paddle stroke where I, you know, when you're, um, like riding and you're paddling, you'll paddle every second pump. Yeah. I started doing it on the um, on the paddle up, like just as I was just started foiling, but trying to not stall by doing like, you know, really fast tap, tap, tap mm -hmm. um, pumps. And I was, I've been, you know, trying to do that on the paddle up to try and stop um, stalling. And I, I, I don't know if it's a, if it if it's actually works or not, because sometimes it feels like if you just paddle more, you're just going to go quicker. But is that something you ever do? So you're like paddling, and then you like pump, pump, then paddle. So you're doing more pumping than you are paddling. Is that? Yeah. So you're paddling every second pump. Yeah. Um, like as, as you would if you were like pumping back out in the surf on a on a sup. Um, and is this when you're already up or when you're not quite up? No, nah, it's in that in that period where you're in between. <laughs> Like when you've just got out of the water and you're, you're probably below stall speed, but you're trying to work the yeah. foil up to up to speed. And sometimes I've had success with it and it's like, well, that actually helped me get going. And then sometimes mm. I like come off because it, you know, yeah. it would have been better just to do more paddling. Yeah, generally, I think I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, on a bigger foil, I'll probably do that more because it's um, the... Basically, I'm too afraid to stall on smaller foils. With like, I know with the mm. paddle stroke, I'm getting. I guess the the advantage of the the paddle is when you're getting going. Um, I pad. I probably paddle too much, but I prefer to paddle too much because I keep every stroke I get, I get a little bit more forward momentum, a little bit of forward mm. momentum, a little bit of forward momentum. Mm. Whereas if I'm pumping, um, and, and not quite up to speed yet, there's every chance that you're going to stall out. Especially like I'm talking like when I'm mm. paddling up to eight nine nine or the the lift one twenty or the RS one thousand. These are all foils that are pretty small and I need to wait for the right bump. But if I'm using a bigger foil, um, like if on the 1150, RS1150 or the RS1300 or the Lift 170, I can kind of like grind it up and I just sort of get up. And yeah, like there'll be a point when I'm getting up, just like I'm up, I'm getting up to speed. I'm not quite like gliding yet downhill, but I'm like getting mm. going. And I'll, yeah, definitely do that. One, two, paddle, one, mm. two, paddle. Um, 
Yeah, and it's hard, and like I almost feel like you're better just to keep on paddling and then smash the board off, like bounce off the water, um, to build your speed up that way. But I don't know. It's, um, yeah. Well, now that you're almost. prone downwinding on your on your sap at King of the Cut, you know you need to know these things. <laughs> yeah, without a paddle, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. You um, it's to me the advantage of the paddle is so much that you can just it's like you can grab hold like you know when you're skateboarding and you grab hold it or at the snow and um you know someone if there's a tree next to you and you sort of pull yourself past the tree yeah yeah so with a paddle we're literally planting the paddle and we're pulling ourselves past that stationary point whereas yeah totally there's no there's no way you can do that in the prone board unless you've got a mate with a paddle that hands it to you, you know, I guess, you know what I mean? Yeah, I yeah, which is something that we need to try is two people, one paddle. Whoever's behind gets the paddle. If you fall off, person behind throws the person in front of the paddle. It's got to be done. Uh, I like that. <laughs> I, reckon, I reckon you and Reedy should do that or you and Marcus. Man, we've spoken about it. We've just never done it. Yeah. Um, it'd be cool though because then you'd have your hands free. So, but how would you get started then? So I guess... Um, well, the person, but you have to start like someone 50 meters behind and then foil past them and chuck on the paddle. Yeah. Because um, once you're up, you, like, really, you don't, I only ever use the paddle when I'm up if I've made a really bad mistake. Yeah, like, totally. Or yeah. if I'm really pushing it to try to go up and over a bump and go faster, yeah. but, um, yeah. or if I'm cutting really hard out to see which I've got a headland in the way. But like, they're, they're yeah. all situations that on a good downwind run, you'd never have to do. Um, totally. Yeah. So, yeah. That, okay. Okay, the other thing you spoke about um, winging um, and using free winging to assist your learning um, to downwind. Um, and this is, uh, you know, obviously it's part of the course. Like one of the things in, in the downwind, my downwind follow course is I call it downwind simulations. So I guess I sort mm. of class, I guess the course sort of has two parts to it. One is paddling up, you know, getting your takeoff. And I guess it's mainly geared towards SUP because I view that as the ultimate chip in, you know, you can get in anywhere on that, but I guess yeah. um, the, the downwind aspect, once you're up and going, you can simulate that by having a jet ski to tow you in, um, having a wing and sort of free winging it, um, paddling in prone at a, like on a wave and using that as a chip and then pumping out. But I guess one thing that we've been talking about a bit on um, uh, Talk Back Tuesday in the Coach Casey Club is, um, free winging and the best way to free wing and then I guess if the wind's behind me and, and the wing's out in front of me it it gives me the shits like I hate it it's like this is always in the way and you've got to swap your hands yeah, and yeah, change direction sucks. and you're always cutting across the wind and yeah. um, JB's done a fair bit of winging and he um, basically says like you can avoid that by having it behind you and you almost drag the, the middle strut in the water behind you and you sort of just you're going faster than the wing and you're dragging it yeah. behind you so you're, you're well yeah i know what you mean but to, but to do i've like had very few situations i mean i haven't i don't really wing anymore yeah um because we have such good like paddle conditions here but um you have to like to do that to have it behind you you have to have apparent wind from the front which means that either you've got to have the wind from like beside you or something or you've got to be going faster than the like yeah. faster than the wind yeah. and normally when you're going faster than the winds that crappy situation where the you know wings just dangling in front of you yeah. um it's like i see guys doing it in hawaii and stuff and I'm, i don't know i'd like to see the conditions that they do it in but it had to be epic if you could just hold it behind you but i think most of the time i was always just passing it around from hand to hand and yeah you know sometimes even like holding it up with one hand just to keep it yeah. keep it going 
Um, but it's like, it's such a good tool to, um, to like to learn with, because then, you know, you're not like, I guess, to learn to down, like sup downwind, you go and learn to paddle up and then you go and learn to actually ride the bumps. And if you can use the wing to learn to ride the bumps and, or you, you know, like it just takes away so much more of the, um, the pain. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah that, that's it's exactly really the way right. to go. But, but look, having said that, like Reedy didn't do it and he's killing it and, um, Donnie didn't do it and he just, he surf foiled a lot. Mm -hmm. um, so he could already pump and stuff. So he could figure it out pretty quick, but some people have done it and some haven't. And yeah. you can do it both ways. But for me, like I don't regret it for a second. <laughs> yeah. But okay. Interesting to say that you, you would, but you, would you ever go back to that sort of free wing style of downwind? Uh, look, I, I don't think so. like if you could sup, I'd never do it. Yeah. Um, just cause you've like got the freedom. I, mean, I think you can go quicker and you haven't, got this annoying thing to carry around but maybe if the angle was you know if it was like 45 degrees to shore yeah and, and all the swells um, are wrapping in because that's where i find like sometimes there's conditions here in sydney where the wind's like east but the swell is more north so you're um basically able to jump onto the swells and have the wing oh, yeah. to your side and sort of surf straight in yeah yeah and That'd that's cool. where I, I totally get it why people would wing but when the wind is south and the swell is south then you know you've got this thing in the way and you're literally like it's like you're yeah. just blocking your view the whole time you know it's yeah but look at, at the same time like you know everyone likes different things and like learning to paddle is really hard and you've got to be super committed so like winging like downwind if there was if paddling didn't exist I'd for sure be doing it every day and I'd be frothing yeah, um, no, totally it's, it's just like such an e such an easier way of doing it. And like Crystal, my partner, who who won the King of the Cut, she, you know, she's only been she's only been doing it for I don't know less than a year. And like you know, we do runs together, and we're like side by side, and you're out there and you're doing it, and you're off. And awesome. it's like, and you you can just improve so much quicker as well. So it like no shame in it. And like if no. if if it works for you, then sick. Yeah, the the way I see it is like I guess I want obviously you know my next question um is what it's going to be <laughs> but i'm not going to get there yet the reason i bring it up is because i see it as like a progression right so like you know you're winging downwind and guys are free winging and that's awesome it's a great way to learn awesome entry point and it's like epic because people are downwinding and that's that's unreal it's so awesome and the reason i yeah, get totally. i actually I, I talk about like being just like it's annoying and it gets frustrating that's because i've seeing the other side to it like the next step forward it's like i don't want to prone downwind because i can get up easier on a sup i don't want to free wing downwind because when i downwind i've got nothing to maneuver i've just got a paddle in my hand and i'm just you know i'm just going straight with the wind and there's nothing that's flapping um the reason i bring it up is because i want to see more wingers transition into i guess downwinding without something in the way and whether it be with a paddle or or whether it be deflating it, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and the deflate yeah. downwind. I've actually I've done a couple in the last. Um, I did one. I, I went down a drawer and I did one the other day. I was I was winging and the wind wasn't quite strong. Like the bumps weren't good enough to downwind yet, yeah. so I just sort of went for a wing. And then the wind picked up, and I'd organised with my wife to pick me up the other end. And I was either going to wing down or or deflate downwind. And I sort of went down like, ah, oh, the bumps are good enough, so I just deflated it. And it was pretty cool to be able to go for like a wave wing session. And then mm. just deflate and downwind. Um, yeah. and the waves are small, so I was using the same sort of. I was using the ART nine nine nine, which mm. um, obviously doesn't turn as well as I would like to normally for wave winging. 
because the waves were small, I was, they were almost not breaking. Um, and then for downwind, it was like, yeah, this is, this is epic. Um, so having the option there is, is awesome. But I, was, I always try to do a little bit of free winging before I deflate. And it's actually, yeah. like, it's actually harder. It's harder to downwind with a wing because you've oh, got to maneuver like, around sure. it the whole time. And, and especially, so, if you can, especially if you can already, like, you know how to ride the bumps and you don't need the wing for power. Yeah, yeah. for sure. It's like, I actually, like, I understand why people would, would not free wing much because once you got, you'd almost get on your bump and you just ride that one bump for a little bit. And then once that bumps over, you just grab the wing and you start sailing. Um, yeah. It's, it's hard but, uh, to free wing. Yeah. And, but, but look, the other advantage of like ding downwind is like, you can just, you can bloody just go everywhere, you know, like you can ride waves into the shore and then you can just buzz like 500 meters back, back out, out and you got total freedom and like there's definitely a place for it in the surf like mm. when you can ding in waves at sick but we just don't have waves you know here that's it's easy to do it on yeah yeah it's um yeah but the deflate down when i want you to try it mate i want you to bust <laughs> the wing out <laughs> i think i think the i think look and i don't and i think people are hesitant for the the downwing deflate because like i actually think it's an advanced maneuver like, because you've got to be able to ride for like long distance without um, without coming down. Because if there's a risk that, you know, say you're going five or 10 Ks or something, like if you know that you're likely to fall off, like I wouldn't do it. I'd just hang on to it and like keep on free winging. So like, I yeah. think if you're like really competent and you know that there's no weight and the conditions are good and and all that, then yeah, I can see it might be good, but like it, it'd be hard. Like, you know, like a someone who's like in the process of figuring it all out like i couldn't have done it yeah um and then the pain of um reinflating unless you got like the gas canister things which i've heard you talk about which would be sick yeah um but yeah that's there's for us here there's no real need need to do it but ma but maybe during winter you know when that's what i was gonna say wind... so when it's a bit more onshore so that's that's yeah, what i mainly know, like... use it when it when our winds are sort of more onshore i just wing out to sea like you said you can wing out like it's it's as good as getting dropped off by a boat and you just yeah, wing yeah. two three four five kilometers out to sea and you normally it's got a bit of north or south in it when it's east so then you've got a then i'll go downwind i've got like a 10 to 12k run which and it's it's literally straight downwind and you get all the swell with you and, and everything and it's like yeah actually i did one over in wa um it must have been 2019 and i didn't actually mm. deflate this before i realized i could deflate while on the foil i actually sat down deflated put in my backpack and then paddled up and i, I winged yeah. out to the centaur marker out yeah. of um sorrento. Uh, sorrento and went all the way into um into where the, the doctor finishes and um yeah. hillary's and it was the sickest run because you know in perth you're always cutting left it's like you got to yeah, take the yeah. bump you cut left you saw it in the videos you go in you can turn left whereas I was so far out that I was literally just going straight downwind, like straight down the barrel. And there was no set, like I was actually turning right more than I was turning left. So it's like, for that alone, I'm like, if you're trying to go for the most fun run, like going straight downwind, then on those onshore days, epic. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like you could start 20Ks up the coast and, you know, go out 10Ks and then have a 15K run exactly. in. Um, yeah. I, I just, I mean, I just, the pain of having to reinflate, I reckon I'd just rather carry a paddle with me and stick the wing in a backpack and paddle, you know, know that I could just get up when I need yeah. it. Yeah. But yeah, I'm, I'm sure there's a place for it. Maybe, maybe one day. 
Yeah. Now you have to come, you have to come, you have to come over here and do some runs and you can show us how it's done. I'll show you guys how it's done. That's it. That. <laughs> I want to come over. That's it's um that's only a matter of time. Um but yeah, the the only other place that I think it can be good, obviously you've got a crew now that you're downwinding with, so it's like oh, it's no point. But if you were starting from the beginning and you had no mates to to go with and do a shuttle, then you could wing up wind. Like just to start yeah. with, I always say like just up wind, like one or two kilometers so like say start your watch and go up wind for 10 minutes just sort of tacking up wind and then once you get up wind get obviously further off the shore and then sort of run into the coast and it's probably only a you know probably only a one kilometer downwinder but if you that's i don't i guess my advice isn't to just do a 20k downwinder deflating baby steps you know do yeah, do a the, 1k downwinder yeah and that's what i used to do when i was learning on the ding is just go upwind and then i used to do a kite foiling as well yes yeah. you know like go a few k's downwind and then buzz back up and then go back down and yeah, yeah. it's yeah. like that's that's definitely the first like introduction is just going out when you once you can hold your ground and go upwind you know like just ride downwind for 20 meters see what it feels like and exactly yeah 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 so yeah man. I'll, I'll have to convince you another time maybe when I'm yeah in there. person mate come over yeah, and we'll person. do some runs we'll <laughs> <sick. laughs> do a demo uh, but I guess my point is it's not that hard to deflate it. But that's, I think a lot of people get afraid of that. It's, it's like, honestly, just humor me. Next time you go for a wing, just try it before you come in. Like just be a hundred, like 500 meters off the, off yeah, the beach yeah. and just deflate and see how far you get. And I guarantee you, you'll find it easier than you think. Um, yeah, I'm sure. But, <laughs> I, I've deflated my wing out, but when it went offshore once um, and I was, I don't know, a few hundred meters out, I thought oh, I'll just pack it up and, paddle it back in instead of dragging it back inflated um i ended up with water in the bladder oh, of it how bad for, is it but not oh, i don't you, i've never had it in, in the bladder in, i've never had it in the bladder but in the leading edge it just sort of sits in the leading edge yeah like, no i had it in the bladder of the strut and once it's in there it's like mission impossible to get it out <laughs> yeah yeah i haven't had that like yet um, so do the valve like i guess the thing is you got to do the valve back up back otherwise up. you're stuffed yeah otherwise you're going to get a bit of water in there but it's um and then obviously if, if we can get this CO2 reinflate sorted, then yeah, there's no disadvantage. You come down, just reinflate and you're good to go. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But that's still a little ways off. I guess the other thing that I guess get wing manufacturers to think about is like a rigid one. And imagine if it was like, like, you know, we got a middle strut here and like sort of a brace yeah, by the yeah. side. And, you yeah. know, and if you're just ready to deflate, you just unclick that like a tent and you just fold yeah. it down and you have it under your arm and you're good to go. And maybe that's yeah, yeah. something that, is in the future for us. Yeah, yeah, for sure. maybe, yeah, for sure. Yeah, be any, cool any wing manufacturers out there and listening? It, yeah, and so look, something else like that would be cool, like something that I think like downwind suffers need is like different paddles. Um, like I think you know, like well, in my case, snapping paddles, and I think like two days after I broke my paddling king of the cut, Reedy snapped his in half, and then like Dan snapped a couple. Like I think um we also need paddles that are more durable like the extra bit of weight in wrapping a paddle in in egger and carbon or something to give it that durability would be awesome mm. um like that's another thing that would be really cool to see and i think tons of people would um you, you sent me it. this photo and maybe that's why but um but, but... yeah that was just to remind me that like i think it's worth like i don't think you hear people talk about paddles that much and like i was using a um <clears throat> like quite a soft paddle um, when I first started um, yeah. because it's like way easier on your shoulders. But I got 
I tried Marcus's powder, which is one of these, the Sonopa bamboo ones, I don't know, like a month ago. And I was just like mind blown by mm. how easier it is to paddle up. You've just got like so much more power. Um, and you can like feel it in your shoulders that it's definitely a bit tougher on the body. But if you're only paddling up That's here and there, like it, it doesn't matter at all. But like, you know, bursts, yeah. Yeah. And you, it like opens up so many like bumps that you'd preview, you like you otherwise wouldn't be able to get up on. So, yeah. you know, I think like you for sure, you probably want to learn on a soft paddle. And then as you get better, like a stiffer paddle is like awesome. What, um, sort, of, what I, sort of length is this like on you? Like I guess for me, mine's eyebrow height, but I'm sinking my board probably yeah, that much. So maybe that's why it's eyebrow height. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah, so I yours think, is head high, is it? I, I just... think it's about. I think it's about head high. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think that's pretty much the spot on point. It, like, if if your board is level with the water, then it's just like yeah. you're standing on land, so to speak. So your if your paddle's head high, that's you know perfect. Whereas I see a lot of people with two longer paddles. And yeah. the disadvantage of a longer paddle is you can't reload quick enough. So a shorter paddle, you can reload quicker. So um, yeah, without hitting the water, basically, uh, on on the recovery yeah. phase. Yeah. Yeah. So that's. Yeah, so yeah, like and like for anyone that's you know just learned and you know not paddling up as much as they were, like man, try like borrow people's paddles, try stiffer paddles, it makes a mm. like huge difference. And I gave like, like Donnie tried this paddle the other day and he was like, Yeah, wow, this is definitely like definitely better. But mm. you know, if you could have like a stiff paddle like one of these that um you know was like semi-indestructible as well, that would be epic. Mm. Yeah, I guess. The, the shaft on this is super strong and stiff. Because you use the same one, right? Yeah, but the blade, I've, I've broken the blade before. Um, yeah. Just obviously, you know, we all know how we do that. You just hit, hit, the, hit the foil once or twice and it cracks. Um, Julian, you know better than anyone. Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah the, 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 the beauty of this panel, I think, is actually the, the shaft. And oh, I, yeah. I, I work with Sonova and I know they don't actually they don't put a lot of effort into their or they don't put a lot of r and d into their paddles this is the same one they started mm. with but they just made a stiffer mm. shaft and it's the same blade mm. um i also work with vmg um blades but they make paddles and fins um yeah. and our bikes too but um he he has done a lot of work on the on the paddle but yeah. the shaft isn't as stiff as mm. this one and i've said to him like you need to make a stiffer one but obviously for most sup paddlers they don't want to paddle this stiff so it's like there's not much of a market but i'm like yeah, yeah. But there is for foiling <laughs> yeah and i think that's the point is like down like no one's making paddles for downwind <laughs> yeah. sup foiling because you want something that's different to if you're i mean i'm not a, a normal supper but I, yeah. I think it's something different to what you want for other yeah. like disciplines yeah um, no definitely and that's like I, I i use my bamboo shaft with this i guess more basic blade shape and stuff than my vmg which i use for racing but yeah. it's because this is so good for that 10 stroke burst to accelerate whereas the vmg is good for um like longer distance but if i was using basically if i was using this bamboo paddle for a sup race my shoulders would burn out but on a foil yeah. we're taking 10 strokes so it's kind of yeah it's less yeah. of a less of an issue i guess <laughs> yeah, yeah for sure um, the other thing I guess I want to talk about boards, back to boards is, yeah. Um, uh, let me open that thing up again. So um, I guess this is the six by twenty-four. It's like it's like a custom aviator, and you can see um, Julian's board here, which is a little bit shorter and a, a fair bit narrower. Um, this custom is um, 
obviously a fair bit smaller than the production. So production aviator, it was designed for like an all round kind of um, board. We're currently doing something more based on this six by 24. We're going a little bit thicker because that seems to be the trend. Um, we haven't gone too much narrow just because for a production board, um, you, you kind of don't want to make it too hard. Um, yeah. You know, so like the collab. But, like, but, make, but make them and someone will buy them. Like there's so many people that are getting into it now that yeah. are looking for looking for narrower boards. Like if there was a narrower board that I could have, and I could have got a, a custom board, but this would have taken too yeah. long with all the shipping and stuff at the moment. Yeah. But like there's so many people out there that will soon want like much narrower boards yeah so there's a um, shipment coming to sydney um for the uh, wss boards here in manly um yeah and they're more sort of based off this i guess it's more of a downwind aviator i guess this was originally designed or not this one but the production aviators were designed for sort of sup foilings like sup surf foiling yeah. and, and wing yeah. and now wings become a thing and we've made a specific wing board and now yeah. downwind foiling which i'm so stoked is becoming a thing so we can we can um you know, justify making a range for it. Because when I was, when we made this six by 24, this is, this, this shape is probably three years old, maybe three and a half years old. Like we were using yeah. this King of the Cut in 2019 and maybe yeah. even 2018 as well. Um, yeah. So that's yeah. kind of. And, yeah. Look, and like, yeah, totally. And like, I know Marcus has got some new boards coming that are, that are narrow as well. And I think mm. the boards that he's got coming are almost the exact same dimensions as, <clears throat> as mine but different bottom shape and like i think yeah. in terms of dimensions like people will probably end up riding boards that are sort of 20 to 23 inches mm. um wide yeah. i don't know whether i don't know where the lower limit is because i haven't tried anything narrower <laughs> yeah um but i think there's probably like so far to go in like finding that optimal bottom shape like i, I got no idea what mm. what it is and like even um you look at the <clears throat> kalama boards and like something and like I, I'd be lying if I said I didn't get a bit of inspiration from his designs when I yeah. when I made yes. mine. But you know, like even that even that tail that goes, um, like the chine runs in right down to the tail. You know, like and I was talking about this the other day. Like, you know, maybe that's effectively giving you a waterline length on your board that's four inches longer. So yeah. like maybe on my board, if that line went all the way to the back, it'd be like riding a board that was four inches bigger and it'd be heaps easier to paddle up and yeah you know like you look at different boards and the rockers are so different and mm. you know you've got different concaves or v's or flat or whatever like yeah. my board's almost flat like really flat with really little rocker and then a bit of v and, and rocker in the nose but you know like it's made in it's made in a shed by someone who'd never made a board before so it's yeah. like you know, there's so it'd be so interesting to see where all the board designs end up. Oh, it, it's tip of the iceberg, isn't it? Because like, yeah, yeah. like I guess the downwind sup foiling is is it's new, <laughs> it's pretty new, and um, yeah, the design stuff like really, uh, you know, Marcus has designed something specific. Um, ben Tardu, yeah. um, I guess Marcus with the aviator, Ben Tardu yeah. with the one egg, and yeah, a mate of mine's yeah. A mate of mine's yeah ben tardu he's got he's yeah. got one a mate of mine sean woolno's got one and he's he's loving it um yeah I've, I've, gonna... I've paddled i've paddled ben's like yeah. when he was in perth for a week i had a go on it it's a good board like mm. it, it's, got, it's, it's quite... got more rocker right than the i don't know i, I can't remember yeah. but does it yeah and like yeah. if you look at the like i've i've seen a kalama board and put like my you know and looked at the rocker on it and it starts to rise like 
almost at the end of the box, the rocker starts there. Like, yeah. I don't know if you've, if you've seen one, but no, it's crazy. Yeah. Like there's, there's so much rocker in it. Like it's unbelievable. Yeah. Like the nose is super, super thin. Yeah. Um, like I haven't tried one, but there's just so much difference in, yeah. in boards. And, you know, like, I guess maybe the idea of that is that it maybe it fits into the wave, you know, because the waves curve, so it fits into there, but then, you know, like you catch a bump when you're like up on the top of a, a, a big one and there's a bump, a lump up there. And then, you know, maybe you want a flatter board for that scenario. So it's, yeah, who knows? Yeah. And I guess, I guess the aviator is definitely on the flatter side of things too, because I know Ben's always saying to Marcus, make you give your board a bit more rocker because whenever we swap, yeah, like right. I've, I've used Ben's board and like we swapped over and I got up first go on his setup and he struggled yeah. a bit more in my setup, which um, mm. uh, my board was a bit lower in volume and his had more volume, which obviously gives it a bit more, you know, uh, use, ease of use. Um, but the, the rock, he, he was like almost nose diving a lot when he was paddling up, whereas mm. I was yeah. not having to worry so much about pitch. Yeah, and I find that with <clears throat> my board, and I didn't put anywhere near enough rocker in it. So when I'm, when I'm um, like paddling on the surface, just waiting for a bump, I actually stand, I have to stand, I don't know, an inch or two further back than where I end up when I'm going full power, because otherwise mm. it, it will nosedive. So I have to start stand further back. And then as I'm like powering up my feet, then shuffle forwards into that right spot. And then once I'm going, I then shuffle back again. So, you know, like that tells yeah. me that I like certainly what I've got needs more rocker because yeah. you can't just stand where you want to be and just, you know, give it yeah. everything. You have to be a bit careful about, a bit careful about it and then you know like the different bottom shapes like or my board like skids like doesn't track as well mm -hmm. <clears throat> and like i know the aviators track awesome um with that bottom shape yeah. um but yeah it's like yeah you know but then you the more you use something you get used to it and you stop skidding around and you can use the yeah, I don't know. Who, who knows what's what's right but it's so cool to try different stuff oh yeah and it's, it's at the moment we're at a time where like oh have it like have a look at where we've come from. Like I was, uh, what, five years ago, I was using a seven, seven, two by 24 and a half. And it was square, super square. Mm. Like, yeah, I think I know nose, the ones, yeah. And it pulled in a little towards the tail. But to, that was still probably the easiest board I ever <clears> paddled <throat> up on, just I think yeah. because of the length. And that's what I keep saying yeah. there. I, I keep getting in, uh, having chats with Matt Costa and he's like, so stoked on his 5.7 and he said that his 5.7 52 foil code board is more stable and easier to paddle than mm. the Kalama, the 6.3 Kalama. And he's like, oh, it's mm. way better because of this, this and this. And I'm like, yeah, but um, the Kalama will probably get up early just because of that extra waterline and being narrower. So yeah. stability, being a stable <clears throat> board isn't always a good thing. Like a stable isn't easy to get going. No. Yeah. Well, yeah, you, you, need, you need it to be stable enough so that you can balance and give it full power. And like, honestly, I fall off, like, you know, going full power and I'll skid off to the side or my foot will slip in because the board's so much narrower. There's, you know, and, and there's not much edge on it. You know, like it's flat bottom, it, you know, roll over and I'll, I'll come off. But yeah. then other times, other times it works great. Um, yeah. But you know, and like like Donnie, one of the um, like one of my mates here, he's got a, a six ten by I think it's maybe twenty seven and a half wide. So it's a huge board, but it's like epic for him to like. It's been such a good board to learn on. He's about mm. to get a, a a new um aviator, which I think is going to be awesome, like awesome for him. But that long board, like he gets it going so easy, um, and yeah. he's riding like a Takuma twelve ten. Yeah. Um, 
but just that length of it, I think like the length must just have like makes such a difference. And it makes me wonder, you know, like if I was on a board that was six two instead of six oh, like how much easier would it be to to paddle yeah, up? And you and you probably wouldn't really notice it. Nah, two two like inches, riding. like like you know, especially if there's a bit of rocker in the board and like you, you know, how like you're up and flying, like it's and it's not like you're on these super steep like on, on a wave surfing. Yeah, I think you probably notice it. But like I've actually I've winged on this board. Um mm. I, I was I winged out to a spot and then the wind came up and I well, I winged out thinking I was just going to do a downwind, a deflate downwinder, but the waves were epic. So I just surfed the waves for like an hour and then I went downwind mm. after. And like, I didn't like the, for sure the 5.0 by, was it 24 and a half is probably nicer to wing on, but like it was so marginal. I was on a 6.0 by 24 versus 5 by 24 and a half. And obviously thickness is a bit different, but like you'd think like that's a big difference. It's a foot, but I was, I felt like I was surfing the the wave kind of the same as what I was on the five footer as I was the six footer, a bit more yeah, nose then, out in front. But like it's yeah, and, and then like especially when you're downwinding, you know, like you're not. Yeah. Like sometimes it sometimes it feels like you're turning sharp. <laughs> yeah. But then like you see yourself like I never get to see myself in those like um, videos that Chris were talking me the other day. It's awesome because you can see what you actually look like. Like yeah. you know, often it like. And you know, you know, you know what's happening in your head. That you're like, oh man, I'm doing these cutbacks at like a million miles an hour, but you, but you're not. Like it's nothing yeah. like surf foiling. So no. your your board doesn't need to. You, you don't know, need like the a, length, the, basically. Yeah. You, you don't you don't need the the shorter length um, because yeah. because it's you, you, basically I, I basically classify downwinding as it's kind of like longboarding, whereas in the wave, yeah. it's surf foiling is more like shortboarding, and, and like you, your board should match that. I guess is 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 my point. Um, yeah, and it's so yeah. cool. There's so much um, well, activity aspect, so much to learn, and we're gonna we're gonna see everything progress more and more. And I can't wait to see the next sort of round of downwind sup foil boards sort of evolve. And even oh, in saying totally. that, downwind prone foil boards, I think that is a thing because not everyone wants to learn to sup, not everyone wants yeah. to learn the wing. And there's there's the hardcore surfers that want to learn to do it, and they don't want to learn to wing, they don't want to learn to sup, and go for it. Sh yeah, show yeah. Get, get 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 your hand paddles on and Way you go. Give it a go, yeah. And I, I think that those, you know, people will end up on subs because it's like the days when it's like, you know, and I think, and that's this is what I learned over winter is, you know, like you, you can downwind in like less than 10 knots. Like mm. it's not that hard. Yeah. Like you have to work a little bit more and you might use a bigger foil, but like you can totally do it. Yeah. But like prone paddling in to a to the, the wind bumps in 10 knots, like forget about it, I reckon. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So there's probably a time and a place for everything, but yeah. Yeah. Well, I, let's um let's start wrapping it up. It's been a good chat, mate. Yeah. Thanks for coming on. Mate, it's been awesome. Yeah. Um, I want to yeah. always try to get people to, to leave with, I guess, three tips that they learned from downwinding. I guess, or like in their in their journey to downwind, what were the, what were the best three tips you, you were given? Um, the best three tips I was given, probably the tips that like the things that had the biggest impact on me was, um, like what I was saying before, like you know, learn how to, you know, really understand which bumps you can and you can't catch, you know, and learn to, to catch a bump as opposed to having a bump um, catch you. Mm -hmm. Like that that's, was super valuable. Um, you know, like don't look behind you is a, a good one. But I think the, um, like there are things that help me and proper, like learning proper paddle technique, like it's, it's massive, like that's, the, that's mm -hmm. everything. Um, but I think, you know, like in general, like you just got to put in the, like you got to put in the time and I'm still, 
like I'm still learning, you know, like you've got to, like I've got so far to go, you know, like, and you just got to put in the time and you like, you almost, if you want to improve quickly, you almost got to train, you know, like do the winter stuff, do the crappy conditions, try smaller foils to expose all your weaknesses and um, all that stuff. And, and another really good tip, <laughs> um, and this is Reedy's one is man, like also all of us have Apple watches um, and that's like one of the best tools for learning because you can, people can come with you that aren't going to, you know, do the same run. If someone has a like nightmare and they come off half, they, they just get halfway and they're spent and they can't make it. Um, like it just makes every the logistics of everything so much easier. Yeah, you can pick them up from um, the back instead of waiting for them to come in. Yeah, yeah. totally. Or it's like, Hey, I'm five K's off. I'm having a, like a bit of a struggle. What's the weed like for the last five yeah. K's? Should I just come in or does it get better? Or, you know, yeah. like, and it just, you know, the number of times it would have been driving around looking for people yeah. and, you know, without, without Apple watches is, and plus it's a, like a safety thing. You can, if something happened, you can call someone. So that's, yeah. I reckon that's a really good, a really good tool to have. Yeah. I always have my um, phone in a waterproof case. I don't have an Apple watch. I've got a Garmin that I use, but um, yeah, well, phone in a waterproof case just, kind of covers that. Um, and the Marine, the Marine rescue or Marine here in New South Wales, things for the Marine Marine rescue app. And if, if I'm doing yeah. longer ones, I'll, I'll, and I know there's lots of people on headlands looking out, I'll log into that because it just prevents a helicopter coming over and scanning to yeah. see um, yeah. if you need help. Yeah, yeah. All, all the boys have had the helicopters and the rescue boats and the, yeah, all of the above. Um, so, yeah, but yeah, I think, just, but I think probably the biggest thing for me is like find people around you that you can like learn from and go yeah. with and like that changed everything for me. So that's just, you know, like find your people that are doing the same thing in the yeah. same place and connect and, make it happen yeah and if you've got no mates around you just join the coach casey club yeah <laughs> yeah yeah exactly. it's um but they're definitely like what i try to do in the on in my online stuff is i actually try to pair people up like you guys look like you're in the same level and i've got two guys here in sydney um sean and anthony and they're always like they're like the dynamic duo whenever one's going out the other one's there and they're filming each other and they're they're just yeah, off and, each other bouncing off um, each other and it's epic man and like when, it, when it's pouring with rain and it's like 10 knots on shore like man you're probably not going to go out by yourself but if you've got someone else to go with like you'll do it <laughs> yeah exactly yeah i think it's important to have a a downwind buddy you know to, to oh, sort of sure. froth out with and and, and get everything yeah. going so yeah but yeah once again julian thanks for yeah thanks, coming thanks on so much mate and um, sharing it's... all your tips and knowledge and, and learning curve so yeah oh, mate, ho you. hopefully we can catch up for a for a glide one day it'd be awesome oh so, yeah. It'll, yeah it'll happen it'll happen it's just a matter of when not if yeah. yeah, awesome. All right, thanks, mate. mate. Thanks so much. I'll speak Bye. to you soon. Yeah. Bye.